0: 93.3 WMMR Audio on Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful day today.
1: And I mentioned this earlier this morning. That we got a text immediately from some guy who said, yeah, it's a beautiful day. I'm quitting work. No way. Like today, he wow. is, he's quitting. He's
2: going to go in and he's going to quit his job. Yeah, when, you, <laughs> when you are enthusiastic about it and you have... You consider it freedom. It can be a wonderful thing. I couldn't tell if it was
1: sarcasm or not, but but it seemed to be like I'm happy because I'm quitting. And it, it led me to think, you know what? Anybody else quitting work today? <laughs> I would like to hear about that because I personally... The only time I've ever left a job is when I had another job lined up, and it was a better opportunity. So to me, that wasn't like, I'm quitting work. You okay, know, quitting like, without any... Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's like, look, I got, like when I got the yeah. offer to, to move here in yes. Philadelphia, I had to say, guys, I can't pass this up. How did your go. modeling agent take that well, news? Well, it was a little yeah. heartbroken because the foot ads in <laughs> St. Louis were going to stop. Dude, we're hitting a bumper crop of ads, You're leaving me. <laughs> yeah. How but, did they uh, take it? Um, it was, it was like, look, yeah, we understand, but then they were like, then they, go ahead, commit suicide, Kenny. <laughs> no, that, it wasn't him. But, but then it was like, uh, you know, you, you breached your contract by, by talking to another, ri- I said, what? Yeah. I didn't know I couldn't talk to anybody else about a job, but they were kind enough to not let that get in the way of me moving on to another job. But a lot, some people are like, screw it. Yeah. I'm quitting
2: today. That's it. I can't take this crap anymore. And so I wonder, there are
1: different levels of quitting, you
2: know? I wonder if good weather, <laughs> a sunny morning can help move you along in that maybe, thought. Yeah. Maybe. I
3: have a friend who uh who hates her job. She really can't stand her boss, and she knows that she's going to be able to quit um probably by the end of July. She works for the Weinstein Company. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this boss is a total creeper. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Uh he he's been out working. <laughs> he's lately. been away though yeah. for a while. Um, but but she knows oh, that this is happening and she but she can't say anything yet. And it's a weird, like it, it's got to yeah. be freeing. It's got to be freeing, but but you have to pretend to go to work and work hard in the interim. You know, yeah. She she hasn't given her 2 weeks notice yet. So it's yeah. it's a it's an odd in between at this point.
1: Nick, look at these two texts in a row. Not somebody not not uh quitting. Two people getting fired today. Oh man. It says they're oh. not getting fired. It says I'm not quitting today, but I am definitely firing someone. And another one says I'm not quitting a job, but I am firing a few people today and yes, they do deserve it. Lol! Then, it's a beautiful day. The top
3: one, somebody else <laughs> did get fired.
1: Uh, Already?
3: This, where? Uh, th- right, this, right above someone that. someone I know got fired today. Ha, well, that, ha, person mm-hmm.
1: that person deserved it. Ha, ha, fired. Ha. That person deserved <laughs> well, it. It brings a out a uh, whole other side of someone. But here's another one. I'm quitting at five. Oh, for the day. Uh, very tempted to leave today, but would need another job to yeah. do so. So that's the thing. And my Logan friend
3: has <laughs> another job lined up after that. But I'm just like. She can't quit yet, you know? The only time that I've quit jobs were
1: when I was like a teenager and summer was coming to an end and it was time to go back to school. And I'm like,
2: I'm done. They they busted into tears when I had to tell Dunkin' Donuts I was leaving. (laughs) I just
4: stopped going to a job once.
2: Stop it. You ghosted a job. I
4: ghosted a job. It was a lifeguarding job. I was a lifeguard at the YMCA. It was an (gasps) indoor pool and I I couldn't take it. Happy?
2: Children drowned today because the lifeguard didn't show up.
4: It was like, and I had to work like Saturday mornings at like 8 a.m., you know? And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just, a few times, I just didn't show up. And then when I would show up the next time, no one said anything to me. And they didn't call me when I didn't show up. So, so then you were, just you stopped were, going.
2: You were clearly vital to the
5: operation. <laughs> right. That's funny, Kath, because I, I really only quit one job in my life. Was it and, the why? And it was the why.
6: You can't, right? I did not so like
5: lifeguarding in an indoor pool. I just didn't like it. But I didn't. Ghost and I didn't.
2: I had my dad go quit for me.
6: Oh, that,
2: that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> dad, you go tell him I don't want to work. My my son doesn't want to <laughs> come here in person because he's not him.
1: But you can be a man. Yeah. Here's a text that says, "I worked for my uncle for years. Biggest jerk on two feet. Wow. Oh uh, I walked off the job, waddling down the street with 200 pounds of tools. Best decision ever. One week later, I've never been happier. Man. So they just left." Uh, let me go to Alex. Hi, Alex. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning.
7: Long time listener.
1: Thanks, man. What's up, bud? What's your story?
7: So I'm not quitting, but I have a coworker that's quitting today, and he's like, he's a compulsive liar. So everyone was at first on the fence of whether he was going to quit, Yep. but we would not be surprised if he's the kind of guy that came into the office and unfortunately, you know, shot up the place. Oh, my Jesus. God. Jesus. You know, to oh sick today,
1: dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: well, well, well day, let day, me day, ask you. Why is he telling... Why... How is he going around telling everyone that today's the day he's going to quit? Yeah. No, so he gave in his
7: two weeks' notice, but everyone is incredibly nervous because they know how creepy he can be. You know, I should have said this begin- at the beginning. He actually made up a lie, and everyone knows it in the office that he has a fake fiance.
2: He has a fake fiance. <laughs> no. ah.
7: So I started working here ten months ago. Is she it's pretty? Great company, <laughs> and he literally <laughs> announced how hey, I'm engaged, and everyone kind of rolled their eyes. I thought this is weird. Then they said, yeah, he has this lie about this girlfriend.
2: You know and Emma Stone. She- <laughs>
7: <laughs> but he's yeah, and he's uh, he's a I, I don't think he's that kind of guy to do it. But it is the case of like, hey, if he did do it, like yeah, we saw that coming. Sure. All right, Alex, wow.
2: if, just to hedge your bets, make sure that you have a lot of balloons and stuff set up, and one of those going away cakes and everything. So even if he's gonna freak out, with, yeah,
7: with candy all day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. All right, be careful, Alex.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thanks, right, man. Right. Appreciate it. By the way, here's here's a classic quitting moment that Casey brought up the audio for.
6: I. I quit. (laughs) I quit.
1: (laughs) I quit. (laughs) I quit, Mr. White. I quit, Mr. White. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning.
8: Hey, good morning, guys. Gazooks.
1: Gazooks, man. What's up?
8: Hey, when I was about 17, I had just gotten a job for the summertime. Um, It was about a mile or two up the street from my house. Uh, It was like a gardening and plant place uh, that this lady had just opened up. I had walked in the door and she had explained everything to me: how to do the job, how to water the plants, this and that. And it was probably about 98 degrees in like the green room or the greenhouse that she had. And as soon as she turned around after explaining how to do the job, I walked out the back door. Of the yes. <laughs> wow!
6: That's
2: what a what a pitch! How enticing must she have made it sound? Did you tell uh, her you were
8: leaving? No, I didn't
2: <laughs> where, where'd the
8: kid go? Yes, I,
6: uh, I
2: had
8: turned around, walked back into, I guess, like where the uh, the cash register area was um, for the customers. Um, I it was uh, six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. I was seventeen years old during the summer. Yeah. I went back home. My dad was getting up just to go to work, and he looked at me and goes. Didn't you just leave to go to work? No, oh, that's. I said, yeah, but I think I'm going to just come back and go to bed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'll pay for everything, wow. won't you, Pa?
8: Yeah. Nice, Tim. Yeah, and, exactly. And what
2: do you do for a living now, Tim?
8: I'm a truck driver, and I couldn't be happier. All right, there
2: good you go. Good you, for you. Those are the things that make yep. you find out. A lot of ghosted calls coming up. We'll go to those. What about you, Preston? When you did quit a job, and like I, I quit a job where it was actually it was my f- absolute first job. And I felt bad about it. I worked sure. my time in it. Yeah. But there was this old couple. It was a Montgomery Ward Order Fulfillment Center. So uh, they were like Sears and Roebuck in that they had their catalog. And so people would you could order everything from salt shakers to full canoes. Mm-hmm. And they would come into the same thing. But they were like the nicest couple. And it, to me, in a way, it was as difficult... A breaking thing. up? Yes. Yeah, like a like, relationship, so yeah. I just, just want you guys have been great to me, but <laughs> I love I just, you. I love you, love you. <laughs> and the guy sitting there who never stopped smoking, I never actually saw what he looked like. It was just a, a cloud on top of his <laughs> collar. But uh, Jesus, it was, I remember it just was Yeah,
1: heart-wrenching. I, it, it, it is. It's it's along those lines. It's not quite to the level of breaking up yeah, with somebody, yeah. but it's close to it. It's definitely close to it. We had a guy, I don't know if you guys remember, at, uh, at Y100, Kathy, it was before you and Nick, Uh, But we had a guy at Y100 that ghosted. Yes. Yes. Guy in the sales department. Worked there for like maybe two weeks, and all of a sudden, just stopped showing up. So Casey was the guy. It was the guy that uh, that was. Uh, we we had a station party, and he was saying what a lousy drummer I was. Yeah. Oh man, because he, was he played drums up. as well. And uh, and like after a week or so, he just stopped showing up at work. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, he was yeah. such a people
5: person. Well, you know The best was uh, his his nickname behind his back was Dog Ass, <laughs> yeah. because uh, we had gone away on a company sort of retreat vacation together, and he got hammered one night, and the next day was hung over. And just kept saying, man, I feel like dog ass. And he said it, like, dozens of times. So and just like-
2: just for a short amount of time, he got to go away on that company trip. Yeah. 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 yeah.
5: That
1: was pretty
2: Uh cool. Let me go to some calls.
1: I have Caitlin on the line. Hey, Caitlin, good morning.
9: Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Caitlin? So I pulled a Cassie, and I totally started ghosting my job at PNC. <laughs> I was a teller there for, like, two months. It was was awful. I mean, the tellers would start yelling at each other in the middle of the day in front of customers. Wow. They were, all so, they were all so mean to each other. I was like, I can't do this. So I just, I stopped showing up. They, my boss would call my mom because they had all that on file. They um, pretty much wouldn't leave me alone for like a couple weeks. And then one day before they opened, I just dropped off an envelope with my ID and my key and I just never
2: went back. All right, so that you had you had actual security stuff with you like access keys and stuff like that so, because for my reasoning, if you obviously hate the job, why keep going after someone and calling them? But Yeah, they, that's what I was curious yeah, about. Yeah.
1: Why they would they why they wouldn't actively fire you yeah, after yeah. a couple of weeks of not showing up? But you had security keys and everything. But they still could have yeah, called yes, her and they, said, look, you can't work yeah, here yeah, anymore. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so, they, so they never technically yeah, they fired was... you.
9: No, no. they. I mean, my mom was like, I keep getting phone calls from your boss. Like, yeah. They said, you're just not showing up. And I was like, oh, no, I formally quit. They just must be confused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. So, and you were able to lie to your mother, too, which is perfect.
9: Yeah, yeah. And, and then I had, an, I got another job really quickly. So All right, I, I, okay. I don't think
2: she was too mad. <laughs> nice. All right, thank you. Uh,
1: Kathy, was it the YMCA that you ghosted?
9: Yes. yes. Okay.
1: Yep. Well, Brittany mm-hmm. did the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. Good morning.
10: Good morning. How are you?
1: Wonderful. So tell us about you uh, ghosting the YMCA. So
10: this is back in college. I was going to D.C. Cubed, um, Delco myself, uh, and I was going to the Y to start a babysitting job, and it was like 6.30 in the morning, and I just thought to myself, changing diapers that early, not going to happen. I just was a no-call, no-show. I felt terrible,
6: but... Yeah. <laughs> Which
2: <laughs> Y? Was it the uh, Rocky Run?
10: Yes, it was, right right there by Greater Run Mall. Yeah. So.
2: But, but didn't you have a basic idea of some of the stuff you'd be doing at the job? Yeah, <laughs> or right. Was it just like <laughs> totally out of the blue?
10: I know. I was an ignorant college kid, I guess, and I just thought about it, and I was like, eh, I accept it, and then I was like, I don't
2: think I can do it. It was too early. So you know? I show up at McDonald's, and they want me to work with hamburgers. <laughs> right, yeah, right, I exactly. I know, I know.
10: But, you know, you guys help me get through the morning every morning. I'm not really a morning person, but, Well, know, thank
1: you. you. Better, All right. so. And likewise. Thanks, Brittany. Yeah. Marissa, have we ever had a case, because we have, we have an internship program, speaking of college-age kids. We have. <laughs> have we had anybody ghost an in, in internship before?
11: Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sometimes it'll start where um, it's like, oh, my car's broken down. Yeah. I have some family problems. I couldn't get a ride in.
1: I can kind of understand why that might happen because, A, the hours suck, you know, this early in the morning, and, B, you're not getting paid anything. But if you're serious about your future and gaining some experience, obviously, you're motivated to come back for this. But it might be it's easy true. to well, ghost on an internship. It's an
2: easy A. To or just, it, yeah. it is. And, and you, you're going to learn a lot. The, the program produces a lot. But we've had, there, there may be Things going on in your life. We've had a calendar girl who had
3: all five of her grandparents
2: die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
6: five all of them five died. Of them, yeah. Yeah.
3: God. She had trouble finding her way out of New Jersey, if I recall. <laughs>
11: As Casey said, uh, just showing up, gets you an A, um, but a lot of those people that have ghosted have come back begging to come back. <gasps> really? Oh. You realize, oh. yeah. Do you let them back? Some have come back.
2: Well, they've heard about
3: the breakfast pizza. Yeah.
11: Mm-hmm. Steve Flores <laughs> back back.
3: Right. Steve, uh, you mentioned McDonald's, and I worked there for four years. We had some epic Quits people that would storm like storm out, out screaming, oh my, and there was a, there was a, a door that you could go out. You know, was the where we would load in supplies when the truck yeah, would yeah. show up, and and when you would not open that door because there was an alarm attached to it. <laughs> every now and then, somebody would just get fired up and and just be 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 done. And McDonald's is one of those jobs where you can you can burn that bridge. You know, like you can walk out and never and never go back. And so every now and then, somebody would just storm at the back. The alarm would go off, and you just everybody kind of look at one another and be like. <laughs> All right. Well, were well, you fired or one. did you quit at McDonald's? Yeah. No, I quit. I, mean, okay. I ended up going to college, and um, and then you know, so that was my last uh, round at McDonald's. So I ended up leaving amicably. But yeah, some people left um, under uncertain terms. <laughs> By the way, and, and we've
1: said this many times: don't burn that bridge, uh, whatever bridge it may yes. be. because you you may. That person, that manager or owner of McDonald's may move on and go work somewhere else that all of a sudden you show up with a resume for, and there they are behind the desk, and you might have... You're the alarm door guy. Right, exactly. Even ghosting, you may not want to do that. You may want to formally quit. It reminds me of the the quitting thing and and doing something on the way out, Joe versus a Volcano. Yes. Not a great... I didn't think it was a great movie, but anyway, uh, Tom Hanks quits his horrible job that he hates, and they have this... This wheel that's a valve that says "Do not touch" on it, and he he finally goes over. He's just like he just turns it, and nothing happens. Like I, I've waited all these years to see what would happen, and nothing happens. Uh, Let me go to. uh, I have Brian. Hey Brian, good morning.
8: Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken Chicken
1: pot boy. That was horrible.
8: It really, it was really
1: that crazy. harmony was terrible. You're fired, Brian. It Brian, you're fired. flawless. <laughs> hey, what's going on, buddy?
8: It's early. You know what? Now I'm going to ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's your story, man?
8: So I was in high school. I had a regular part-time job at a supermarket. Thought, you know, it would be a good idea to get a seasonal job at Toys R Us, you know? Who yeah. doesn't love Toys R Us? Um, it was overnight. I was working, <laughs> like, I guess between the two jobs. It was terrible. One day, I just... Woke up, my alarm was supposed to go off. Supposed to go into Toys R Us at like 11. I was like, "F that," and just
2: never went back. To the- <laughs> <laughs> did you get a call? Did they? Did someone say, uh, you know, follow up on it, or did they just figure, all right, here's another one we lost?
8: No, no, and it was you got to figure it was seasonal, like. Overnight. Oh, uh, yeah. It wasn't like it had an all-star cast going. So.
2: <laughs> right. Well, you know, it goes to something my father taught me, and I'm sure your your dad taught you likewise throughout your working career, Preston. Half the battle is just showing up to get it, to get people to show up for the job, and uh, so that's how frequently people just don't. And uh, the employers get used to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I want to go next to this story. This sounds interesting. I am going to go to Lou. Hey, Lou, you're on the air. Good morning.
8: Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing?
1: Good. What's up, buddy?
8: Hey, yeah. Well, I was living in Hawaii one time, and I was working as a tour coordinator for a tour company. So one day a girl comes up, and she says, uh, she goes, you know, I got an extra ticket to fly back because her boyfriend had to fly early. She said, "And you know anybody wants it." Well, I bought it. Went back to my apartment, and my girlfriend's going, "You know what are you doing?" I said, oh, "I'm packing up. Where are you going? San Francisco." And I just picked up and left. You just left. Wow. You
2: were running tours in Hawaii.
8: Yes, I was actually. I at the time I was working a desk in the Hyatt Hotel, okay. and that's when the girl came up. I used to sell tours like the uh, the uh, Polynesian Cultural Center and. Um, The uh, the Luau's and the Arizona Memorial.
2: Lou, you'll forgive me, but it it would be hilarious. So this is where the volcanoes are, and over here you got the pineapples. (laughs) 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 I myself am Samoan. But listen to this. Listen, I used
8: to brief airplanes. I used to get on a charter airplane. Oh, okay. to To Hawaii. And these people once said to me, they go, you know, honey, we flew all this way to get greeted by a guy with a New York. (laughs)
1: That's great. That's great. I love it. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate it, man.
6: You're welcome, guys. All All right. right,
1: Thank you, Lou. Uh, (laughs) We got to go to this one. It is Mike. Hi, Mike. Good morning, sir. Good
8: morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay.
1: Good, man. What's going on?
8: All right. So uh, when I was in college, my, my best friend worked and my roommate worked at Guitar Center. Uh, for a while, and then they started giving him just shifts that he could not manage, so mm-hmm. he he just stopped showing up. Uh, but being a musician and it being like the only guitar center within a hundred miles, he needed to go there to just to buy strings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he would take me with him and have me go in, and, and he was like, "Hey, can you just get me this these strings and this and that?" Uh, but the guys that worked there knew that I was his friend because I would always show up when he was working. All right, so. Eventually, so they're like, "Hey, what happened to your buddy?" And I was like, "Oh, he died." Oh,
2: <laughs> you told them that oh he died.
8: God. That's extreme. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, yeah, he he was just like, "Yeah, just tell him, just give him an excuse that you know would never make them ask for me again." So oh what, my what, god, so you took it
1: upon yourself to yeah. to come up with the he died excuse. <laughs>
8: I was just, it was it was kind of just uh, at the uh, I, I was
2: under pressure and was like oh, yeah. <laughs> and and in his will he asked that you keep his guitar strong that you know that's a good bit of advice though never ghost or um leave a place hanging that you're going to return to as a customer oh yeah yeah most definitely you know you get it. Uh, that's a perfect example right this is where he needs
1: to get his equipment and this was probably Pre the ease of internet days, and uh, and he needed to go in there regularly. And right? What are
2: you going to do? Well, man? it's like like if you work at a, you, oh, I want to work at a comic book store. I want to do that, and if you screw over a place like that, yes, you're you, you know you're
8: you're screwed.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go next to Roger. Hey, Roger.
8: Good morning. Good morning, guys. Started by you at work.
1: It's all good, buddy. What's
8: up? Um, just a. I was about, uh, I guess about 17, and I just started uh, a new job for a door company, and trying to make an impression, I, uh, they were looking for someone to pick up a truck that they had just got down the city.
2: What kind of uh, truck?
8: Well, I thought it was a pickup truck, so I volunteered so I, You know how to drive one? Yeah,
6: absolutely. <laughs> sure.
8: And, uh... So they dropped me off down the city, this is in the suburbs, they dropped me off down the city and uh, lo and behold, this is a massive box truck. And so I, I, I got in and I started driving it and it was brand new, plastic on the seats and the new logo on the side and oh, wow. oh, I no. decided on the way back I'm gonna stop at my parents' house to show off. Look at what I'm
6: driving.
8: <laughs> oh, you idiot. And uh, and I did and I left my parents' house. I never drove anything bigger than my Volkswagen bug. <laughs> <laughs> there was a huge limb on a tree uh, that overlooked the, uh, the road, and uh, I put that limb right through the box from the front of the truck all the way to the back of the truck.
2: Oh you you had a tree limb blow through the top front part of the box out the back. Out the back.
6: Oh, my God. <laughs>
8: like a can opener. Oh,
6: my so, God.
8: So I drove I drove back to Southampton, and um, they asked if I got the truck. I took off in the yard and dropped the keys off with the secretary, and I never saw them again.
6: Oh did, they, did they try he to left.
2: contact you at all? They didn't. They didn't. I didn't, and neither did I go back for my last paycheck. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just put that towards the repairs, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys You're can keep good. That. You're going to want to keep that.
6: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And Roger's a truck driver now. <laughs> oh, my no,
6: God. No.
1: All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh, that's just the absolute worst. Uh, let me go to, yeah, I like this one, too. We got to take a break here in just a second, but I'll go to uh, Denise. Hi, Denise. You're on the air.
10: Hi. Hey, what's up?
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. What's up?
12: Uh, So I get this job. uh, My parents recommended it. It was a friend of my parents recommended for this job. It's cleaning hotel rooms. Okay. So I walk around with this girl. She shows me everything that's says to clean. And then she hands me a a rag. And she says, clean the toilet.
2: With a rag?
12: With a rag. All right. Oh, my God. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you have gloves? And she goes, if you want gloves, you have to bring them with you. And I'm like, Oh, are you serious? So I clean the first one, I'm like, Oh my god, I can't do this. How do I how do I do this without ew, ew, ew? <laughs> so, I, so I I clean the first one, I'm like, I I seriously you don't have gloves. And like, no, you have to bring your own. So I am like a half hour. I do this. I'm like, uh, I have to go to my car. Yes.
10: Not
2: this. that was it. Yes. I have to, uh, you left out yeah. the to drive away and never come back. Yeah, I would have been right with Denise. Yeah. I mean, so you'd think they'd supply you with latex gloves. Seriously. Yes. Yes.
6: Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't blame you for that one, You know, Uh, have you ever had a job
2: where you clean bathrooms, Preston? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Jesus, I tell you. (laughs) Yes, I am. My name is Casey. He goes,
5: did you ever clean bathrooms? And I started saying yes, but then he said, Preston. And I go, I'm not Preston.
2: (laughs) You have to remember that. uh, Think of what you've done in bathrooms and always realize that the bathroom for many people, say like late at night, is the end of the line. Mm -hmm. I got to get to a bathroom to dot, dot, dot. Right. And, uh. Oh my God! Yeah,
1: I, it can be. If if you know, you think I. It's not so bad. I mean, look, it's, they're going to be a little bit dirty, but every now and then somebody leaves something horrible
6: in there. So
5: that was part of the side work as a lifeguard. As a lifeguard, as, yeah, yeah. And and I actually I didn't mind cleaning the bathrooms because I, I, I thought did. it was I thought it was fairly easy because there wasn't a whole lot of scrubbing you had to do with your hands. Yeah, everything because we be licking. Well, no, it was tile all over the place. So, and it
4: was outside. Well. Yeah. Ours was, anyway. We just took the hose and hosed and it down. And that's all it
5: was. was just, you know, you lay the cleaner down, and then you hose it all off, and then you're done. You uh, know? I, yeah. I, I had to do
1: a little bit of that as a dishwasher. Part of that was cleaning oh. the bathroom. But the um, dishwasher, that's another one you got to get used to. After a little while... I, I got used to it, Nick. I, I don't know about you. I never
3: know. got used to sticking my hand into the drain and pulling out the food from the, the dishwasher. I, oh. I, I, I got used to it the first couple hours. I'm oh like, God. okay. Really? My, my, the first couple of hours? Sure. My it's,
1: hands, it's, your, your hands, your no. your bare hands go into food that people have, have eaten or left over. And yeah. then after a while, it's just like, whatever. Because you got water right there. You can wash it off know, immediately. Yeah. But, and but you were known for your feet. And <laughs> I was known for my feet. Exactly. One last call. I will go to Tony. Hi, Tony. Good morning.
8: Tony, this is Tony from South Jersey. Now I'm going to go by Tony because I'm going um, <laughs> to disguise my name. Okay, okay all right. Back in probably 1989, 1990, I used to work at a uh, Catholic Church, St. Luke's Church in Stratford, and um, I told the priest, Father McCall, one day, I says, "I just can't work here no more," and he says, well, "Why?" And I just I didn't know what to say and. I just blurted out. The Holy Spirit told me I had to leave. Oh, and He says, "Go, my son."
2: Uh, really? Who are you gonna argue?
8: You know what?
1: <laughs> Jesus told you that's, to leave. That's yeah. one thing one should consider. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're gonna leave a uh, if you're gonna leave a job and you don't really have a good excuse, think about who you're talking yeah. to and yep. what they yeah, might yeah. relate to. And the priest to. is
8: like, "Did he say anything Wait, about me?" Exactly. Yeah. And he put his hand on my forehead and he says, "Go, my son."
2: There wow. You go. Right, there you Tony.
8: go. Thanks. That's actually
1: not bad advice. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, if you're quitting today, hopefully it's for a good reason. Hopefully you're moving on to something better. Yes. Which would be nice.
8: More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this.
2: At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com, always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price.
8: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Saw this interesting article this morning. It was uh, conducted by Louder Sound. It was an interview, and they asked a bunch of rock stars if they remembered what song was playing when they lost virginity. Okay. Let me give you an example. So, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot said it was a Depeche Mode live album. <laughs> it was right after it had come out, and I was dating a girl who was really into them. I was into them, but that album, or it could have been The Sex, he said, really made me turn the corner with them.
2: He became a big fan. After really. that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, now you have a good associated memory. Uh, Jacoby
1: Shaddix of Papa Roach said that he was <laughs> listening to... <laughs> K- oh, oh, yeah, K- yeah, yeah. what he was listening <laughs> to? Him. Yeah, We saw he had herpes sores all over his face when we saw him one but time. But they spelled his thing. name out. But he was listening to Kick by NXS. Great, great song. It's a great album. Yeah. Uh, and he added, uh, It wasn't a horrible experience. I was like 16. My mo- or, or no, I'm sorry. He said it was a horrible experience. He said, I was like 16. My mom walked in. Oh, no. So the chick jumped off me. I didn't even get to finish up. My mom made me take her to the door, and he says, does she know me now? Oh, yeah, she knows. So it was an in excess kick. Slash said, I nearly first had sex to Aerosmith's Rocks. I'd been uh, courting this girl for months, finally got to her, into her apartment while her mom was away, and she put it on, and I played it over and over until she said, uh, you might as well go. Uh, he said unusually it's the or I'm sorry usually it's the girls music that you end up having sex to so it was probably something like Fleetwood Max rumors all right which was very popular with the girls back then. Uh, here's an interesting one. Nikki Six of Motley Crue his story said it was Seals and Crofts
2: Summer Breeze. Oh wow. Well really? oh, there's a beautiful song. He really said, incites a good memory. And then he laughs. He said, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. Seals and cross the great.
1: He said, I can remember the song, but not the girl. I remember her mom's cookies. And that's why it happened, because we were waiting for her mom's cookies. And I'm so fast that it worked out perfectly. <laughs> so he managed to have sex and have cookies. How does he not remember the girl? Life. It was his first ever. I, I mean, you, you know, clearly and
2: remember my first ever. Makes me feel fine.
1: And listen, Nikki Six will has forgotten more about sex than we'll ever know. Yeah,
2: but for your first one, that's an impactful experience. You think he might know? Yet yeah, he remembers Seals and crops.
6: Makes me feel fine. Blowing winds my.
1: Mind. Uh, Dove McKagan of Guns N' Roses said, "The girl was older than me." I was just a punk rock kid, and she effing loved the song "Hit Me with Your Rhythm Stick" by, oh. by Ian Dury. Hit me, and he said. <laughs> yes, I know that the title is appropriate. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, but she did because she was eighteen, and I was 14.
6: fourteen. Fourteen? Wow. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah that's young. Let me ask you: uh, in your in your earlier days, was music always a component part of sex? Um, when you were when you were setting mood, did you always put on music? That was part of it. Most definitely. I put on snuff films.
1: Uh, well, how did yeah, that, that was work for th- you? it wasn't good. Okay. Probably should have. Yeah, they yeah. ran.
2: Yeah, there was music involved.
1: Most yeah. definitely. Um, and it, it, sometimes it was to set the mood, and sometimes music just happened to be
2: on. Do you remember? your? Do, do you yes. remember? Was there music playing when you lost
1: your virginity? Not technically. So it, it was... It was a Salvation Army band. No. <laughs> it was my, my, my friend Paul uh, was actually uh, playing piano in the living room oh, of I a girl's home. <laughs> And he was playing, (laughs) uh, he was playing, um, oh my God, Journey. Just a small town girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh,
5: um, God almighty! Don't believe
2: it. Don't stop believing. Yeah. So that, it wasn't while... He's playing this part. Yeah, exactly. On right. piano. So, so it, you're taking your pants off to
1: this. It wasn't... No, no, no. no. Let me explain. All right. It All right. wasn't while we were actually doing it at the time, but it was before we went into the bedroom because her mom had Uh-oh. a piano in the living room, and so he was just... He was tickling out this, yes. and so I will forever associate Losing My Virginity okay. with this song. Huh. Do you have a song
2: you associate it with? Yes, it had just come out. Okay. Battle Him the Republic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. wow. It was brand and, new. Yeah, I'm a little bit older, so I remember that. Yeah. I, actually, a song I associate the same way you're associating... No, nah, I think I have that wrong. It's a, a cheap trick song? Okay. I... I with with think, losing your virginity? Yeah, but okay. I don't know if it's... Dream place. If it was front or butt. No, no. <laughs> oh, my God.
6: What a word. No, I'm, try, I'm
2: trying to remember. Because they do... I I clearly remember the first girl, but I don't remember if the if music was playing during or as a uh, preamble to. Right, right. But somehow or another, you've got some music associated. Keep trick is associated with me losing my virginity.
1: Who was she, by the way? A girlfriend or just a a one-off? became
2: a girlfriend. Okay. Yes.
1: I got you. Nice. Uh, And then the last one on here is uh, Fozzie frontman Chris Jericho, playing the MMRBQ, by the way. Uh, He said he had a quick anecdote of his own saying, Saigon kick. He said it wasn't a ballad. It was a song called uh, Feel the Same Way, and I probably haven't listened to it. Since, but that was the tune that I had my first twelve second sexual experience to.
2: <laughs> okay, when when you we are are uh, having sex there. So what's what what do you do you like something that is more um, mellifluous and moody, or do you like something like kick, like an NXS? What you mean now r- in my r- life? Rhythm. Well, yeah, in general over your life, what have you preferred?
1: Oh, in general, because now we just turn the TV on and crank the noise up with whatever's on. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the kids don't hear it. Hi, kids, by the way. (laughs) We're watching a
2: Bowflex commercial. Have a good day at school. Uh,
1: You know what? Something not distracting.
2: Um, Something with or without lyrics. Uh, With lyrics, I guess. Do you know what used to be a good humping song uh, or (laughs) humping music? (laughs) (laughs) Sadness, that... The oh, Sadness Part 1? Part 1. Yeah, because by Enigma. With the, right, with the with the monks chanting oh, in the back. That was, that was considered a sexy song. Yeah, yes. For some reason, I don't know he why. Didn't know. I don't know what she says, but there's... Yeah. yeah. You know, if French in there, I don't speak. French, it's not distracting. Kathy, on your wedding night when you lost your
1: virginity.
4: I have no Space idea. Space people. No music? I have no idea.
1: Okay. Don't know. Oh, you've blocked it out.
2: No, I really have no I clue. I can't remember... <laughs> He spilled uh, his wine, and I forgot.
1: Did you guys have music uh, the night you lost your no, 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 or day a, yeah. or whenever it may have been?
3: I had a Disney movie going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? it was Aladdin.
6: Are you serious?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin it? has some good songs. Yeah, what's
2: one of the songs from the... I, I can uh, with it, show on the, on the, the
3: world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was a sophomore in college. I was old. And uh, um, we went, to, I was not even in my room. It was in somebody else's room. I don't know the girl's last name. First name's April. <laughs> and uh, she was a prospective student who wanted to come to Bucknell and then did not. We'll just refer to her as the plaintiff. Wait a minute! Oh
4: my God, you ruined her college experience.
3: <laughs> so you were a sophomore for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a late bloomer, man. How old? Twenty? Uh, no, nineteen. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, all of my friends, I, uh, most of my friends at that point had already done it, so I was you know one of the last to go. And yeah. um, dude, you need it, to put on Disney. It was on a it was on a, a Friday or Saturday night after a party. We went back to a friend's dorm room. It was a massive dorm room. Well, at least in retrospect, it was a massive dorm room. It was probably half the size of the studio. And uh, we had a little loft area for me in April, snuggled up. Put on Aladdin on the VCR.
6: <laughs> I, have
3: a, I have a VHS tape of Aladdin. Uh,
6: so let me
2: ask you, because it's only natural you associate your first time, like I have a warm and fuzzy feeling for
3: for cheap trick. Maybe that's why I have such a crush on Jasmine, because uh, yeah. of that one. But, there you, you know, go. I think we mentioned or, this or back, the monkey. Uh, a few years back. Um, actually, the parrot, Steve. Yeah. The, uh, Gilbert Gottfried gets me off. The, uh, <laughs> that was very comfortable. I have no idea whatever became of that girl, and that, that like that, that <laughs> sort of bothers me a little bit. She it, left the country. <laughs> no, man. Like I don't know who this person is. That, no, so yeah, like, you yeah, share yeah. you shared a pivotal point in your life, and she knew. I was honest with her about it. I wasn't like I got a lot yeah. of sexual experience here. Uh, That's it, my ear. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, all I know is her first name.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like Nick, I, I, that is that is a, 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 an interesting thing, though. You you um, yeah. Like I I don't I don't communicate with the. Uh,
6: what is
2: <laughs> Oh, my God. You look good.
6: your
8: sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power.
2: Be in
6: gentle. Your... <laughs> <laughs> in your hand. You got some punch. <laughs> oh, I'm getting hot right now. Yeah. But you,
2: you, in Pavlovian fashion, yeah. you, you, it would elicit that kind of... Does a, it? A, it's such sure. an important... You, you had a good experience. and she I worked, did have a good experience. And hers was as well? No, yeah. oh, so she the, decided not to come to the school. I think she didn't get in, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, she went right uh, back to working in the cafeteria. <laughs>
3: No, talking,
1: I, yeah I, I let feel, me undo your hair net going, going to that side of things I do feel bad that, that you don't know who that person was I never have so stayed again. in touch with the the, the person who virginized me and Either every once in a great while on Facebook or something like we'll say hey how you doing or something you know is there
2: a is there not that you obviously you adore your wife and that's what well, is there a little thing a little of course a little flutter there always will be um,
1: there's a there's a line in um, say anything. Aladdin, uh. <laughs> no, and, and say anything. Lloyd and and Diane doing it, uh, do it, and then he tells his friend, and and he, she goes, everything has changed, Lloyd. Yeah. No matter what, you two could be eighty years old and run into each other on the street, and it will always be there, no matter what. You wow. know, you did this yeah. thing, and. And I think they both lost their virginity in that moment. It kind of seemed that way, anyhow. Right. So I'd say, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, whatever it is. It's not an attraction, but it's, no, like, it, it's a it's connection. It is something special. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I I dated the guy so you know for a long time, but I mean, I'm still in contact with him. We still occasionally will you know say hello. And, yeah. You know, I'll never
6: forget it. Yeah. I still, I still love you. You know things like
2: that. Uh, no. So it was. It was. You were confident and. and you were having a relationship. It was, it was you know, it was like, it meant something yeah, to you. I yeah, I didn't yeah, ruin
4: yeah. someone's life like Nick. <laughs>
2: yeah. case, was there and destroy
1: Disney. Right. Was there music involved in you? Are you? <laughs> there,
5: there's always
2: music in What's me. that in my butt? It's a
5: cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm still
2: a virgin. All my children are adopted. <laughs> okay. Do you remember any was it quiet was it was there music i i can't help but assume fish set the scene what was a prominent you, what you know
5: was going what on? Though? i mean i don't necessarily i don't know if my kids are listening right now <laughs> <laughs> so i don't want to talk about it really uh, was it
4: like after a bar
5: no oh, okay. no it was actually in my friend's bed <laughs> at his home it was uh we were it was spring break <laughs> he had a party at his house It was a girl that was kind of my girlfriend okay It was... We had... I have Sandlot on VHS. (laughs) Here's the deal.
6: He keeps killing me,
5: Here was the deal. I loved this girl. And prior to this, we had Frenched a couple of times. Okay. I was too big of a puss to, like, put any moves on her. Right. That particular night, there was a guy that was at this party who was macking on her big time. We had... For all intents and purposes, we... She was my girlfriend. Yeah, it was established, a, it, but but he asked me. He goes, "Hey, what's going on with you guys?" And and I, like oh, I didn't want to put I didn't want to put any ownership on her. So he he did. He wasn't
2: a cad. He no, a, he no, asked, no. He's a yeah. nice guy, right. Quinn.
5: If you're listening, hey, yeah. you then. Um, and so I'm like, no, man, she's not my girlfriend, like you know, whatever. And so he tried to, you know, he took her out for a walk, and that's blah, right blah. out of
2: a that's right out of a, a sitcom,
5: yeah. And then, um, and she she rebuffed his advances, <gasps> good. And next thing you know, we're in my buddy's bed. And she says, you know I would have sex with you, right? And I was like, hang
6: on one second. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
6: bam, bam. <laughs> and I
5: booked down to Kyle. I said, dude, you got a rubber? And he said, Yep. Yeah. And I said, Awesome. And then we went upstairs. And then guess what? I what? never completed. I was so drunk. Oh. You know. oh, there you go! Yeah. That's tough. You yeah. didn't even
2: finish out the movie.
5: No, <laughs> so, I mean, but so there was no music. There was there was no nothing. It was like just darkness. It, in sub, subsequent bed. times, yeah. Did, yeah.
2: Did, did did music figure at, never as an integral part? Nope. of... Okay. No, I could go either way. I you know. Silence is fine as well. Like I a know, Christian <laughs> science reading room. I hadn't even thought about that back in, you know, teenage days of,
1: of getting that question. Of, hey, man, are you going to... Uh, do you mind if I... Uh, yeah. Doesn't do you mind if I...
7: <clears throat> yeah. And believe me, If man, I move
5: in here? That hurt t- for me to say... Is your mom single? <laughs> because, like... <laughs> it might work that way now. Man. Yeah, it
7: might.
5: Uh, it, she wasn't my girlfriend, but, man, I wanted her to be my girlfriend so badly. Because
2: you're so, you are so conflicted. And Those are all life steps. And so you're thinking, oh,
5: yeah.
2: am I, am I, is this my girlfriend now? We had, like, Frenched twice at that point. Right. You know,
5: like, I mean, French, French. French. <laughs> had you Greeked? <laughs> we had not Greeked. We never Greeked. Um, <laughs> But the fact that that happened that way that night was is just I was not expecting it at all. Not it, even a little bit.
1: It's wild because of that stage of your life those those emotions are so raw, they're so uh, you know, it's new ground for you. Everything
2: is coming online and yeah, you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. You know. And
1: it it can cut deep. It can be it can hurt a lot. That's
2: why you get those, you know, those classic Springsteen driving into the night, running, yeah. you know, uh, the the just and you think you're the only one, you know, and then I, you put on a lad, and everything's fine. I try to
1: keep that in mind as I have teenagers and see their uh, emotional issues are going through. Okay, put, put. Remember when it was you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was when it was really important and really uh-huh. painful or really awesome. And the the uh, the emotions were really augmented because of that because they were so new. I was reading yeah. an article
2: on on uh, dating and the in the you know city uh, dating and and apps and all this stuff. And my my wife was sitting over on on the couch and she was just doing her thing, and I just looked over, and I said, I love you so much. Because it's, it's such a jungle out there, you know, as far as this stuff is concerned. Somebody texted, and this is more for Nick, but it says, did she rub the lamp?
6: <laughs> yeah. You're so gonna the- love this guy. <laughs> it's Ali fabulous. He Ali.
3: Nick.
2: I, oh. I will never now think of Aladdin in any way, but no. Nick's to flowering. Yeah, I
3: really don't need to see the live action one that comes out next year. <laughs> nice. they chase you out with a boner.
1: Uh, hang on, here's a uh, similar thing to, which one had the mother walk in on no, them? Jacoby Shaddix. Jacoby Shaddix. I'll go to Jordan. Hi, Jordan, you're on the air.
8: Hi, good morning. How you guys doing?
1: Good. What's up, buddy?
8: Hey, so I uh, I was watching some movie and actually Don't Stop Believing was playing as well. Uh-huh. And full birthday, my mom walked in on me. Oh, no. And- Instantly starts freaking out. She actually wanted to see the condom to make sure I was wearing one. <gasps> what?
2: Wow. So it did. It did. It did. It evolve into that's not how you do it. Oh, no. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it like this. I was, I was
8: 15 years old. It was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened in my life. God.
1: I, uh, yeah. Thank you, by the way, Jordan. I I can't imagine. We, mom or dad walking. I've never had that happen walking in. That's in not middle. how
2: you do it, son. you're
8: doing. You're like,
1: do
2: it like this. First, these are your testes. Oh. <laughs> they need to be uh, you know, manipulated for lack oh, of a god. better term. That's that's a whole other conversation.
1: Yeah. Your parents walking in on you, one of your pick your parent or <sighs> both uh, while you're in the throes of it. Oh my
2: god. An early girlfriend, uh I mean not to go off to derail, but I mean then I've got to start. my my <laughs> pants everything was completely off and the um we threw up a blanket Quickly, fortunately, it was sort of our thing to just sit there with a blanket on while we're oh, watching TV in our house. So it it wasn't like I was dr- suddenly dressed in a suit of armor. Right. And uh, her parents? And then dad came down. Oh, uh, no. I don't know. He, he, for some reason, had like a life epiphany and was just, I can't go to sleep. And, and so we actually like watched a show or two with, with me, a- my <laughs> dong on the couch yes, yes, with him sitting right there. Un- unaware, or we, or either it was a don't ask, don't tell. Stevie picks up the room. All right, let me see what's on. You're
6: gonna love this. <laughs> <life>. oh, no! <laughs> what's
2: that in the blanket there?
6: <laughs> it's a long story, but this movie gets me off.
1: <laughs> I've, I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. It's so great. My best friend Steve uh, was had moved back into his parents' house for the time being. I guess he was in between jobs or, or whatever it was, and he uh, <laughs> <laughs> The timer Cable, the Spice Channel would oh, come yeah. on. Oh yeah, and and it would be scrambled. But every now
2: and then, every now and then, it would be like a semi-clear picture, bottom bo- top and bottom bending just a bit, but you could see it. And it was hardcore pornography. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> Steve thought it was a great opportunity to take care of himself, <laughs> which he did. And his mother walked in on oh, it. Oh man! Full-grown adult moved back into the house <laughs> and is spanking it. To the scrambled spice channel and full on busted by mom, Ricky. I saw what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt
2: good, didn't it? Yeah, I'm like, what did you do? And he's we- just,
1: I just sat there. I just shut my eyes and just went, "Oh my do god."
2: Do you think most mothers with I know my was three three brothers in my house growing up. Of course, my mo- my mother's wasn't an idiot. Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I know there's only so many models you can build in your room with the door closed. Listen, I know when it's going on in my house.
1: It's yeah. when the kid's been in the bathroom for an hour. Yeah. You, you know, know what the
6: long on. showers yeah, are, right? Exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend similar to yours, Preston, uh, was older, and and I think it was after college, moved back home for a little while, and came home drunk, bombed, was went down into the basement, watched a movie. Where's
6: Aladdin?
4: There were tissues all over the, the floor, but he passed out. Oh. And when he woke up, now, I don't know <laughs> if she didn't, if she thought maybe he had a cold or not, but she oh, cleaned no. him up. She had cleaned them up. She mom. should have
1: made him into like a little bouquet or something Oh, no, like my that.
6: gosh. <laughs> <His>
2: <laughs> mother, Do you have a cold? It seems like you have a runny penis. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his poor mom thought.
4: Uh, well, As
2: a parent, it's just because you know it. I don't, you know, don't have kids, but it's a natural progression in life. Yeah. Doesn't mean you want to see it necessarily. Yeah. Uh, let me go. To, let me go to Mike. Hey Mike, you're on the air. Good morning.
8: Hey, good morning. Long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> <For> long, <laughs> yeah, long time first
1: caller, time first time listener. I love it. Yeah. Mike, what's up?
8: Hey, nothing. So, uh 17 years old, I was uh you know, I was getting down for my first time it was after a high school dance with a girl named Rachel and um I was so intrigued and porn at that time that I actually was behind her, and I kind of heard the door open. I uh, looked back and connected eyes with my dad Tony, like a kind of a you know pervy Italian guy. And uh, I just uh, he got so
2: excited, and he got uh, excited. <laughs> what, was, what was his reaction?
8: He was he was just so happy to see his youngest kid actually having sex. And he just gave me a quick nod and a wink and, uh, and
6: then closed the
8: it
2: out. Said, <laughs> it. This is a great to see this in a person. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm going to take care of myself for while I watch you. Steve, <laughs> and that's not how you do it. No, <laughs> no, you got to do it like this. <laughs> Wait a second, I just violated that. my own son. No, I think... It tasted like oregano. I got yeah. to tell you something, though.
4: No, but isn't oh it a little God. bit different Thanks, for Mike. a dad when, when your son is old enough where you're like,
2: yeah. No. Yeah. Good job. Dom Irivera yeah. has a well, I great bit, so. and he talks about how the, the the difference in standards. He goes, "You know my my kids are real staid," and he's got you know he's look at up there's banging it right. He goes, "You never hear a tango." My daughter. <laughs> My daughter bangs him ten deep. Listen to it. She's an animal up
1: there. Uh, yeah, Kathy. Casey, I guess, disagrees. He was saying no, but I... Uh, well, yeah. your
4: kids are a little bit older now, yeah. so I think you're closer to that, like...
1: And and I, once again, I take it back to when I was that age, and there was there was nothing that I wanted
2: to do more. Didn't you think, didn't you think also... I remember thinking, Sigh. I've discovered something here. I don't know if anyone knows about this. <laughs> course, yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Need to tell the world. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me go
1: next <laughs> to Josh. Josh, good morning.
8: Good morning. What's up, buddy? So, uh, my story about losing my virginity, I was actually on the couch in my basement, <laughs> and me and my girlfriend thought that nobody was home. And, um, well, well, my mother was home, and she had just put her car in the shop. And so, we're like, Well, in the middle of the act, and the lights down low. My mother walks into the basement, flicks on the lights, and there is no blanket. Oh. There was nothing to protect us, oh. and she she just stares directly at us and froze. I swear to God, there was like a good five minutes of just dead silence of eye contact between me and my mother.
2: Oh
6: my While god!
8: I was just I and mean, I was just the most awkward experience. Did of you my entire life. did you stop, Josh? Well, yeah, absolutely. We, we, everyone froze,
2: but then there was there was nothing. one minute, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz in no, the movie Steve they don't stop. No, no. no. Yeah. But you notice when the president and and not to uh to uh derail your story, Josh, but when in in porn movies, when the mother comes in, she starts doing it with the son or stepson. It's always yeah, like I'm that sure that sort of bizarre like thing. Yeah. She, she will never help the sun. It's it's. Uh, there's these these. There's this weird geometry to how things work out. Oh, yeah. In these bizarre, yeah, yeah, yeah. porn scenarios that yeah, have, it's, I, it's, I think have created a whole subculture of people who expect that that's the way sex is going to be when you finally start having it. Uh, yeah. I, and by
1: the way, I did I did tell my sons that listen if if you that's do, not it. Yes. I said if you do see these movies, I'm like, it ain't that way no, in the real no, world. No, no, no. Just to let you in on a little secret here. All right. Uh, let me go to, this is a good one. Let me go to Danny. Hey, Danny, good morning.
8: Hey guys, you guys rock. Thanks,
1: oh! Dan. Appreciate it. What's up, buddy?
8: Uh, f- funny story, not actually got walked on, but, you know, kind of got the, uh, the approval of my grandfather of all people. Excuse me? Um, yeah, I got the approval. Um, happened to be, you know, at home with my girlfriend, thought nobody was home, no big deal, first time, uh. Walk out of the bedroom. My grandfather standing right there, and he just looks at me, <laughs> gives me the nod, and just says, of boy, why, why don't why don't why don't you take her home in the car so she's not cold?"
6: Wow,
2: was, you know why yeah, don't you splurge I, and don't make her walk ten miles home?
8: Yeah, I mean I wasn't really. I was seventeen. I really wasn't sure how that was, scenario was going to play out, but he said, "You know what? Why don't you go ahead and take the car?" And the car was sweet. It was a you know it was a brand new Cadillac. It was, really nice.
2: And then tell you what, better, better, why don't you go get her something to eat and I'll stay with her for a while. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you, Campy.
1: Appreciate it. (laughs) All right. And then I'm going to go to one last call uh, because we do have to wrap it up, but but they've been on call, uh, on hold for like 20 minutes. Wow. uh, Going back to the song that they heard. Yes. uh, When they lost their virginity. So it's an anonymous caller. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning.
9: Hi, good morning. Yeah, my son might be listening (laughs) and I'm a completely different person now than I was 30 Uh, years ago. Okay. Um, but, it was the most horrible 30 seconds of my life,
5: but feels like the first time came on. Oh my God. A foreigner.
8: foreigner. really.
2: Yeah. You got to admit, it, it, though, it, it, that's it, an appropriate song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And
10: it sucked every second of it. Every second <laughs>
1: of it sucked. I'm sorry to hear that.
10: Yeah. It
5: is what it is. Like, was it consensual? <laughs> it was, I'm sorry? Was it consensual at least? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. was we're it now. with foreigners. <laughs> we want to make sure it wasn't a
1: horrible... horrible. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, it was
5: it actually... <laughs> it was live were they speak? on stage? <laughs> <It> <laughs> <was Luke Graham>? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thank you for the call. are
2: having sex with this person right now. <laughs> yeah.
4: Fortunately, her son probably won't right. recognize <laughs> that voice.
2: Right. <laughs> well, I mean, so... With, I just do want my... Uh, <laughs> do I have an identifiable voice? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> with what
5: that lady's saying, you know, you, there are a couple of things you should probably take into account. And, and I just... Um, I remember a friend telling me that... Um, she will never like uh she'll never think of new year's eve the same so every single time new year's eve comes around that terrible thought will come up mm. because that's the night that she lost her virginity so if you are planning on losing it you know don't necessarily pick a a day that you're a you, day that you're going to remember like if you have that new year's eve or, you, you might does, not have that luxury yeah but you, you might, might not per right, but right. if you
2: can sort of work towards that yeah. and, and that is a good thing to do but you're right but sometimes hormones get the better of you yeah. and then there you go and there, you know I've but got, but if it if it you know our our sage advice is if it if it can be someone that you care about and yeah. something that's that's a wonderful thing well
4: and that was my case but i don't i mean it was not it obviously wasn't horrible but i don't remember i don't remember the first time probably am,
1: through therapy i am surprised wow
4: but i mean i was with him for four years right right so yeah but I don't, yeah, I don't really it, it, remember that.
1: So, so that, that continued, uh, I mean, it didn't end shortly yeah. after that? Once no, a year. No, no. Okay, so I it was with on them for for four years, yeah. Oh, interesting. All right, well, thanks for your calls, but these rock stars are weighing in on the music that was playing when they lost their virginity. And this, these guys, I mean, they're in the music industry, do associate songs with that particular time. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, little character study.
13: Kathy, Kathy Romano, Romano hosts the 12th annual Kathy's Cuts, Cuts. Benefiting Wigs for Kids. Friday, May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton, PA. Hey
4: everyone, get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. We're asking you to cut your hair for a great cause. Wigs for Kids. Their mission? Helping children look themselves and live their lives. You'll need at least 12 inches of hair to donate and with what's left, the skilled stylist from three amazing hair salons. Gravity, David Arnold and Tierra will cut and style your New do. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for guidelines and to make a donation appointment. Kathy's Cuts,
13: benefiting wigs for kids.
8: Refreshments provided by Metro Beverage Philadelphia and Panera Bread.
13: 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Death, Death
1: is whack, right? Death <laughs> is whack, but listen, you got to be careful. You could kill yourself when you sneeze. Did you know that? Uh, I just heard <laughs> about this. I, don't I thought know you, you
4: could blow your eyes out if you uh kept your mouth shut.
1: You could blow your eyes <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, that
4: was like one of the ones Is that what I your heard. mom told you?
1: <laughs> you could blow your eyeballs out. <laughs> uh, no, but it could rupture your throat, burst an eardrum, or pop a blood vessel in your brain.
4: Oh, well, right then.
1: Researchers have uh, confirmed this.
2: There was a guy who recently had an issue with it, right? Mm. I think it was in England.
1: Uh, let's see
2: here. Let's read along and find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Many people, when they feel the sneeze coming on, they
1: like to block all exits, essentially. Swallowing the sneeze is explosive force. Just how dangerous this can be was illustrated when a 34-year-old man showed up at the emergency services hospital in uh, Leicester, England. Uh, recently, with a swollen neck and an extreme pain, the patient described a popping sensation in his neck after he tried to halt the sneeze by by pinching his nose uh. and
2: holding his mouth closed. Well, you know, when you sneeze, they say the force of the wind coming out of your body is at, like, tornado speeds. Yeah.
5: I, I used to hold my sneezes in, and it bothered you guys so much. It did. Much. And we yeah. were just
2: trying to save your eyeballs. No. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
4: Your eyeballs could have Well,
2: It, it sounds, has nothing it, to do with sneezing. It sounds made. like it hurts. It does. You know you what? Know? It
5: did. So now... Because of this, I feel you like- fart. <laughs> I do well. Yeah. yeah, I, I just let it all go. Go, and and I hope that it relieves some of the pressure in my brain. Right, yeah. I'm-, I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of blo- uh, popping a blood vessel. You are a loud sneezer, by the way. I know. Yeah,
1: but uh, listen, I don't blame you for it. It's just the way you are. Yeah, physically, it's just
2: I think it's the way you were raised. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, those are the loud sneezers. <laughs> I probably sneeze more than anybody here, though. Too right. No, when I go out into the sun, um, mm. I will sneeze twice, and then um, that's it. Casey is—I can imitate your sneeze. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You change the
1: vowel <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. end of it sometimes.
6: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just yeah, a, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. hey. up a little bit.
1: The force of the sneeze, the suppressed sneeze—has ruptured and torn open the back of the throat, according to this guy. They did a CAT wow. scan on him. Yeah. Uh, the man who could barely swallow or talk was admitted to the hospital, where he was tube-fed and given intravenous uh, oh. antibiotics until the swelling and pain subsided. And he I was just dis- something, <laughs> <laughs>
6: something. Excuse me,
2: Mister Diesel. <laughs> It's my family. Who should we call? Your family. <laughs> Wait, that's that what caused it? The name is God. Maybe that's what happened to Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, he's like, I'd like to do a movie about uh, street racing. <gasps> Excuse me a second. <gasps> It'll be my family. <laughs> <therapy. laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was supposed to sneeze. Hey, I got a lot
1: of calls coming in. I'm going to go to Vinny. Hey, Vinny, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, bud?
8: Well, about... Four years ago, I held in a sneeze trying to be quiet to get the dog out of the girl's room, mm-hmm. and I blew out my L4-L5 disc. Dude. Oh my God. So bad, it went into my L5-S1 and pinched my sciatic nerve like 90%.
1: Hang on a second. Wow.
8: Where Where is
1: that in your spine? Is that up high or down low? Down low. And and so you ended up getting sciatica from that?
8: Well, it it, it blew down like a teardrop because your, your disc is like a tapioca pudding. Yeah. And it went into my it went down and it pinched that nerve like ninety percent. I couldn't walk hundred oh, feet without just dropping to the floor. And did oh, you and god.
2: did you know it immediately? Oh, I screamed. Oh,
8: oh wow.
2: I <laughs> it took me twenty
8: minutes to put my shoes on. Um, I was it, choked out for about a month and then I had a micro Oh
2: my god, that's where they send in tiny people to uh, yeah. a spaceship <laughs> yeah. to search hey, uh, inside <laughs> the body. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you, inner space, inner yeah. space yeah. or fantastic voyage. Yeah.
5: <laughs> did you wake up your
8: daughter? Oh, I woke everybody up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it felt like a shotgun blew out of my back. So I told oh, everybody wow. so Vinny, not to sneeze.
2: So, then it was your your modus operandi up, uh, up to that point. You just always suppress your sneezes, but this one got away from you.
8: Uh, yeah, I would try and hold them in, but the doctor said it's a violent act. So yeah. I don't hold anything. I don't care if the president's speaking.
2: I'm going <laughs> to let it out. Yeah, That's okay. a good advice. Thanks,
1: Vinny. Yeah. I was at... Um, I'll never forget it. I was at Jim Stakes on South Street one time and there was a woman, a very large woman that was in that place and I think I've imitated this before. This is her sneezing. I thought I thought somebody got stabbed or something like that because it was like this, Steve. it was ah! I just thought it was really? Something. Yeah, I kid you not. And then she did it two more times and I'm like, "Oh my god, that woman sneezes." <laughs> what the hell? Ah! <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> that was her
2: sneeze. <sighs> that if, if, she, if, that might be a little selling, right?
1: I, dude, no, not from you, from her. No, no, no. I I just I don't know, but I and I, I wanna, <gasps> maybe I maybe I, I I projected this in my mind and it didn't really happen, but I think there was saliva all over the wall. <gasps> Maybe that's just me putting that image in my own head, but I'm not sure. But I remember it being crazy how crazy
3: loud. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out in the open and you feel a sneeze coming on and there's a little bit of sun in the sky and you, like, there's, you don't have to put your hands in front of your face, yeah. it's very freeing. Oh, yeah. You can sneeze out. I love the, doing yes. that. It's, it's it, a wonderful feeling. The yeah.
2: only way you can match that is by peeing in your neighbor's hedges. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I
1: agree. When you have the opportunity to just... Sneeze without covering <laughs> it.
6: Yes. Oh
1: I feel like if you sneeze, <coughs> it's like t- in
5: Tommy. I'm free. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm
6: free.
5: Yeah. I feel like if you sneeze, if you sneeze towards the ground, you don't have to cover your mouth. You'll lift uh, off. I it. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: I do outside. You don't. I do the uh, I do the crook of my elbow thing. Yes. That's that's where I Man. sneeze now. I used to do. I used to sneeze <laughs> but, into my hand. No, you
6: can't. But
4: then do
1: that. your hands got yeah. all kinds mm-hmm. I of. I sneeze into in I learned
6: that
4: I learned that salsa dancing because people would get sick, and it was like you're you're dancing, you know, with somebody. You're holding their hands. You're you know, so you had to sneeze into your elbow.
2: Well, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of the dab now? It's yeah. You're, you're, well, I sneeze you I sneeze into
1: my
5: shirt. I'll, I'll pull the uh, the neck of my shirt out. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Boom. You do do that. That's yeah. right. Uh and, and you do what?
5: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that.
2: Huh>? Boom. <laughs> the other the other <laughs> I used <laughs> to do that. <laughs>
1: uh let me go to Linda. Hello, Linda. Good morning.
9: Good morning. What's up, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> no, I called in to tell you that my mother actually blew a hole in her lung from sneezing and then she walked around for about a whole week not realizing that her whole left lung was collapsed.
1: So she had a collapsed lung from, <laughs> from sneezing. sneezing. Yeah, and she no. must she must have been in pain. Did she think she just had some she kind was. of she pulled something?
9: Yeah, that's what she thought. Yeah. She thought she pulled her back and when mm-hmm. they went in to do the M R I the hole actually
2: looked like a bullet hole. Holy hell. Oh, wow. Linda, by any chance, was she a fan of cheese stinks? <laughs>
6: <Yeah. laughs>
2: God. That's but it was crazy. Hey, Linda, yeah.
1: did, they, did they have to stick a tube in her side? Yes, they did. They put oh. the
2: tube
1: right in her side oh. they had
2: to stay
9: awake for the whole
1: thing. You guys if ever seen when ever... they do that? Yeah,
2: they're yeah. basically reinflating the lung. Oh, right. yeah. dear
9: God. Yeah. And it just blew right back up the minute they put the, uh, the tube right in her side. Probably should have given her a yeah.
2: tracheotomy, don't you think, Steve? <laughs> I'm, 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 honestly, I, I can do them. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't say I know completely. She's I've she's seen like, YouTube just, videos. Yeah. She's
9: like, <laughs> held in the sneeze but didn't hold in the sneeze. Yeah. So never hold in your sneezes. You can blow a hole in your lungs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, All
1: right. Wow. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, yeah
5: that's, uh, that's sage advice. cat sneezes are pretty funny. Oh,
1: I
2: because my, my like one. Cat, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my cat, uh, yeah, tingles. <laughs> yep, you yep. walk down, you make yourself some coffee, come back up. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm going to go to Kim next. Hi, Kim. Good morning. <laughs>
10: Good morning. I work in the food industry, and sometimes it's not convenient to sneeze. Yeah. You don't want to hold in, as we just heard everyone else say. Mm-hmm. So say the word grapefruit three times out loud. It's an old wives' tale, but it works. It <laughs> clears the dust out of your nose. We. And you can actually whisper it if you don't want to say it. Yeah, the word grapefruit. Grapefruit. We fruit.
1: we did something different, but it wasn't you about the sneeze. If you saw someone doing the telltale, open mouth, eyes closed, about ready to sneeze, my sister would do this. She'd go, coconut. And then you would stop. Huh. Because you'd go, What the F are you saying coconuts for? And it interrupts whatever is going on uh. in your mind. And and if you get distracted when you're about to yeah. sneeze, you won't sneeze. I'd be pissed though. I know. Yeah, I, I want to know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you
2: can do that before an
1: orgasm, too.
6: Coconuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coconuts. Uh, uh, coconuts. What? Yeah. <laughs> it might work. I don't know. But great three three times. I have sneezing um. Can exasperate exasperate a uh, a migraine for me? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Which, oh yeah, big time. Now it doesn't it doesn't cause one? If I have one that's brewing, um, because they, they go in a certain intensity level, it begins small and then works its way up, and I, you got to catch it ahead of time with the medication. If I have one brewing and I sneeze, bang, uh. dude! It's, it's like lighting the fuse, and it's horrible. So, if you have one already working, you're saying that'll exacerbate it yeah. into a full blown yeah holy yeah yeah and and it turns into a, this pulsating pounding horrible painful experience but uh, so I've learned to uh to uh to you know stop my sneezing if I feel one coming on, I will you know like sniffle or, or wiggle my nose or, or do whatever I got to do to
3: just say, don't sneeze, do not do it. Like the caller said, put uh, grapefruit wedges in your nose. Okay, that's what I should do. I totally forgot this story until uh, somebody texted in, but Sammy Sosa went on the disabled list because of a sneeze sneezing attack. He threw out his back. He had a sprained ligament in his lower back, and he went to the DL. This was back in 2004. Wow. Uh, and so he had two violent sneezes that brought on back spasms, and then he missed... He missed the action. They say after the first sneeze, Nick, which was so powerful, he actually instantly turned white. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Dude, he went pink first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: let me go to Tim. Hi,
1: Tim. Are you on the air. Good morning.
8: Yeah, so I think it was uh, Preston, you were talking about someone who uh, just yells when they sneeze. after yes. They're getting stabbed. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I had a coworker that I worked with for a little while. uh was in an office, uh, it, alone in a room by myself. First time I heard it, it was like a, the whole hallway down, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just hear. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, around. I'm like, oh my god, are we? Do I
6: need to hide right
2: now? Or are we, are we, are we hide? I, I'd be terrified. especially shoot her, especially if it's a doctor's office and there are people in the in the in the waiting room. How's he doing? Yeah.
4: I do that sometimes. It, yeah. That it feels better, especially because I was
8: just alone in a room by myself for like four hours, just in my own head, and all of a sudden,
2: just <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. Well, you know what what is it, Thanks, uh, it physically? The uh, you know, I know you guys are all pre-med, but the um. Why is the sneeze necessary? Uh, well, What's your also, body doing? Why, why? what is the reaction that's causing that expulsion to take place?
1: Uh, let's find out. And let's also get audio of whatever this woman is doing on this video mm-hmm. that they're playing. because It's
4: like a screaming sneeze. Is
1: that what it is? Yeah.
4: It, okay, I so like it.
1: There's, there's a mom uh, that, that somebody, I, I'm assuming they filmed their mother who's doing <laughs> some kind of a
6: sneeze. But I got,
1: I got to hear this. Oh, that'd be awesome if that was your sneeze. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you.
4: We did have remember we did have an intern who was like, hey, do you-? really? Yeah, I, I think it was. That's what it was yeah. like. <laughs> you
5: I don't know who that is. Um, I'd also like to know what the heck a,
3: a, a hiccup is because those what things are annoying. Hiccup, yeah, yeah. No. that's yeah. like an involuntary contraction of the diaphragm. I don't yeah. like it, and there's there's nothing you can do about it. And they there's uh, I, I think maybe we talked about it. Or I just looked it up a long time ago, but like there's. Uh, it's just on, involuntary with no real reason, Casey, and it doesn't actually accomplish anything. It's just this weird glitch in the human body. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I yeah. had heard,
5: well, uh, a bartender uh, one time gave me a um, a lemon wedge with bitters on it. And that and worked? It, and it cured it, yeah. yeah I uh, love
3: cures for the hiccups.
1: <laughs> interesting.
3: That's another conversation.
1: Uh, I will go to Matt. Hi. Matt, you're on the air. Good morning.
7: Hey guys, I like to listen to your show and do other things too. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like joy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> like rock and roll. Do other things. Yeah.
2: yeah. What's up, um, Matt?
7: <laughs> I, in the summertime, obviously when the allergies are a lot worse, uh, I'll sneeze for fifteen or twenty times in a row. Oh, wow. And I, I don't. It, nothing will stop it. How I, are they
1: rapid fire or are there slight pauses between each one?
7: Yeah, they could be pauses. There could be like. Five or ten seconds or, you know, like a half a minute. It, okay.
2: Does it, at a certain point, do you feel sort of a, a, a release as, you know? Oh,
7: every time. Like, it feels mm. great.
2: Yeah, uh, like, there. I've heard some people, I think there's a a, a mild connection to is it. Is it the lonely guy where she sneezes to orgasm? <laughs> oh, bro? God, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs>
5: Lucky guy. Give right. me that paper.
2: Yeah.
5: No, I really, I, Thanks, I, I like sneezing except for when I'm in the middle of something. Like, if I'm driving or... You know, or performing a briss, something along those lines, yeah. where you know my stability is necessary. Uh, otherwise, I, I love the way sneezes feel. Uh, I'm going to go to <laughs> Jerry. Hey,
1: Jerry. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Jerry? What's going on? Yeah, just uh, want to hear what you have to say, bud.
8: Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, yeah you're on the over. air. Good Lord. Um My, Good Lord. my name's Jerry. My name's Jerry. Uh, I'm actually a brain injury survivor. Uh, I uh, cracked the back of my head open two inches. With that, brought no sense of smell, and I can't sneeze at all anymore.
2: <sighs> you ne- You what? cannot sneeze. What? It, so- it-
8: it's like, imagine, like, you get that tingling feeling when you burp, when you drink a soda. Okay. Yeah. So, so you'll begin with the, uh, the sneeze, and then it's it like, ah It doesn't finish.
2: <laughs> it, do they, have you had this explained to as to why this occurs this way? Or obviously you had the, 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 the injury, and that's, that's part of it. But what, what shut down?
8: Uh, when I fell, I hit the back of my head. Um, from the blood force trauma, the back of my brain smacked against the back of my head, forced up like a basketball to the uh, left temple, left temple lobe, and that shift keeps from me from smelling anything. Wow! Just, just just from just bouncing around my head like a basketball.
2: So no no smell. You you can't complete a sneeze. Are there any other um, effects of that uh, that head trauma?
8: Uh circa two thousand five. Uh, according to UOP, I was the uh, uh, fastest brain injury
5: recovery. Oh, all right, all right. Well, good for you, man. You know what's interesting is, um, you know, RC, the tattoo yeah. artist, Thanks, he has no sense of smell. Yeah, I wonder if he doesn't sneeze. That's why he was
2: able to do your taint tattoo with no problem, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's right. And yet he can. He's <laughs> the best gremlin tracker on earth. Um, here is the, the gremlins in his house.
1: Here is the uh, the montage of the of the grandmother sneezing. Oh so please! I have no idea what this is going to sound like, but here we go.
9: Oh, <laughs> 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 oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
8: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next to last one was best.
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
6: I like the first one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first one, Casey?
5: Alright. Ow! <laughs> second one was good too. I like this, hang
1: on. <laughs> The second one.
2: Hang yeah,
6: on.
1: here.
2: Let's try it.
8: I love you.
2: Jesus. She looks Hubble. like a Looks like a teamster <laughs> in drag. A Hubble. I love you. Love the
1: Hubble. Space telescope. I
6: love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Game of Thrones.
3: That is Man, awesome. My dad would scream when he would sneeze. He's actually I think that there's some control that you can implement because his is they've gotten quieter over the years, but when we were younger, when we were kids growing up, he would wake up the house with his sneezes.
2: I, I think also a, a lot of people want to f- help help finesse it out even yeah. more to just sort of purge the system.
1: Kathy, I remember now. I remember the intern. It was a girl, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who exactly that was, I know. but it was. But I remember the first time I heard it. I go, "What was that a sneeze?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like
2: ah! it was like it had the lead yeah. like,
6: yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think if you're a dude, if you're
3: like, you know, Charles Bronson or
6: whatever
3: <laughs> Excuse me for a second. <laughs> well, somebody texted in earlier, Steve, that said he's like six six six, two fifty, but he sneezes like a frightened geisha. Okay.
6: All right.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, nice snort. I gotta quit snorting <laughs> I still like the idea of that that's How it changed Vin Diesel's voice <laughs> All to go Let me go to uh, Jeff next Hey Jeff good morning
8: Hey good morning guys how are you Great man what's up buddy Hey, so uh, my, uh, my mom is a loud sneezer. Now, she's, uh, she's 75, and she lives with me. And uh, so anytime that she sneezes loud, it, oh!
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, you were interrupted. Go ahead.
8: Sorry, so I have, to, I have to run to the other room, worried that she had a heart attack, so down the steps. Wow. You know, so it uh, it has stopped meals in order for me to you know. So then I have a panic attack that something happened to her because of her loud sneeze. Let me,
2: let me ask you: with the the um, the very loud sneeze, is there, as Preston was imagining, with this woman and the uh, 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 eating the cheesesteak, is there spray? Does she keep it pretty contained, or is it just is it just noise, or is it noise plus matter? It, it, it's mostly noise. Okay, well that's a godsend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Uh, I want to go to Kelly here because
1: she's got an interesting one. Hi, Kelly. Good morning.
9: Hi, how are you guys?
1: Good. Kelly, you have a unique sneeze?
9: Uh, yeah. Whenever I sneeze, I actually shout the word Jew. <laughs>
2: you say the word Jew.
9: Yeah. Which I used to work for a company run by a Jewish family. Okay. So um, That was not always appreciated. <laughs> Maybe that's how
1: Hitler started. Well, you can't help it, wow. right? All right? Whoa. So h- how would it sound? Like, uh, like,
9: like, like. <laughs>
2: And it actually
9: Jew. sounds like Jew. Like. Okay, I
1: gotcha. <laughs> wow. Jew! <Yeah>. Jew! <laughs> I'm wondering... Wait a second. This is catching on. Thank you, Kelly. I'm wondering if... Uh, you know, because the, the, the... Like the cartoon version written out loud is "achu." chew mm-hmm. Yes. And have we... Tailored ourselves to say oh. that when you sneeze, because I think I think you, you actually did. reported on that, yeah, that a, a while
2: ago. That that now sort of uh, ingrained in our thinking is this ah chew paradigm. Yes, so that we um, we do, so, and we used to have another intern president, if you remember, who did do ah chew would right, right. a, a, a full blown classic stereotypical sneeze. Yeah, and that had to be predicated on. Ah, chew. Look up uh, how
1: um, people in other countries sneeze. All right, because uh, I want to see if they if they <laughs> they might make different sounds. And uh, I think we may friends. have talked about this before. Yeah. Um, let me go to oh, are you getting that. I have Chris on the line. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up,
8: Chris? So I wanted to say when I was a kid, I was about like maybe like six or seven. My dad had the uh, loudest sneeze I ever heard in my life, and it was all, it was like one of those sneezes that he n- never had a warning for it. It was just straight up sneeze. And I would be sitting there uh, watching cartoons, minding my own I'm not paying attention to anything. And he'll be sitting next to me out of nowhere, no <laughs> warning whatsoever.
2: A blue a blue Yeah, there's, there's no setup. It's, it, it reminds you of that. The video of the, the panda and the baby. It's a, it's a panda, right? And the yes. baby panda. Yeah. 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 There, there's no setup, and you have a coronary because the person just detonates next to you. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack at six years old. Chris, how does it go
6: again? <laughs> 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 Thank
1: you, Chris. All right, Nick found it. Here we go. So, a- around the world, the Portuguese say "achim," "achim." Uh, the Polish say apsik. and the Japanese say "hakushan." Hakushan. Yeah. Hakuza.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jew. <laughs> so we've trained ourselves to say yeah, Achim. yeah,
1: yeah. The, the Germans say "protestant." Uh, no, not Protestant. <laughs> The Germans... Presbyterian!
5: (laughs) (laughs) Presbyterian!
2: That seems like a difficult thing to say during the sneeze, yeah.
5: Does pepper make sense? Seven-day Adventist! (laughs) Uh,
1: The Germans say... uh, Hot chi... Or hot chi is that how you'd say Hachi. that? Hot chi. Hot chi. Hot chi. Joni loves Hachi. The uh the Hindi say. achi, All similar, right? Uh the well, except for the the Japanese, Japanese one, which was uh Presbyterian uh, Hakushan. No, Hakushan. Uh, and then you have uh, the Russian say opchki. I guess something like that. The Turkish say hapsu. Korean are boy ch- name Sue, I Chi, Vietnamese Hot Hot G, <laughs> and uh, then you have the English, which are Achu. So yeah, we've kind of trained ourselves to uh, to
2: say those words. It's funny. Have you ever um, or the sounds? I guess I think I've actively I, my my laugh has changed over the years. I know that, uh, and so I think you can sort of just will yourself to s- sneeze in this in this way. You know, Let's... clearly that's one of our one of our interns. Flat out, when she would laugh, would uh, not laugh, would
3: sneeze. Ah, chew, Yeah, yeah. Pressing along these lines, um, there are uh, different animal noises that are made around the world, and maybe yes. we can talk about that some other time. But <laughs> yeah. like the way the, what what the cow says in Germany is different than moo. Oh, yeah. I'd love to get a German c and say. Yeah, so, I'm getting
1: That's a number. I'm getting a number of people that are that are on the phone lines that say that their their parents would say the s word when they would sneeze, <laughs> and one of them would say horse s every time what? he sneezed. Actually, yeah. that
2: would work. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I guess it, well hang on let's go to that call. Uh, I'm gonna go to uh Jen that's who it is. Hey Jen, you're on the air. Good morning.
9: Hey guys, love your show. Thank,
1: Thank you We love you Jen. so your dad would say horse s every time he sneezed.
9: Oh my God and it's so loud it just comes out of nowhere and it pumps <laughs> everybody jumps in the room and he says it every single
1: time and is he saying it outright or does that just is that just how he sneezes?
9: That's how he sneezes. So, and, and we all crack up laughing, and we tell him all the
2: time that that's what he says when he sneezes. So, Jen, we're so at home or out at a restaurant, it'll sound oh, like he's, he's saying, "Oh yeah, really." Oh, yeah. So, has anyone <laughs> ever responded uh, out yes. like in public? No, I don't think
9: so. I don't think anybody—not that I've ever remembered anybody has said anything in public about it. But This was with us, like when everybody that knows them just cracks up laughing every time he sneezes.
2: That's pretty funny, horse ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> interesting. All right, thank you. Well, if we've learned anything, it's holding it in is counterproductive. Can be dangerous. Actually, you can end up Get with injured. a uh, yeah. You can you can rupture your throat. You can burst an eardrum. <laughs> Uh, and you can pop a blood vessel in your brain, or you can have a uh, a nerve a- accident like the one guy that called in did.
3: I don't know why I thought this, but I thought you were about to say you could burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> you can burst into flames. You it was can.
0: Craziness! They don't have a hot plate. that I exploded into flames. No, so, you know, thank God I had the level
1: bed All
8: right, so uh,
1: so be careful.
8: Yeah.
2: More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com, always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price.
8: Now back with more of the
2: Preston and Steve Show podcast. My junk drawer is full.
1: Oh! I would oh like to. I would like to clean it out. If you guys don't mind, I have a few things that speak to some interests of members on the Preston and Steve radio program. Steve, we'll start with one in here that I saw that relates to you. Uh, this is according to uh, a Harvard medical student. Professor. I went to Harvard. No, this is. Oh. That's not about you going to Harvard. Irving Kirsch is his name, and he says that. Hypnosis is yes. a well-studied and very legitimate form of adjunct treatment for conditions ranging from obesity and pain after surgery to anxiety and stress. So there are still people that question whether hypnosis really works. So and you yes. have recently been dabbling in the world of hypnosis. I read an article yeah.
2: that said about so, you know, I exercise a lot and do the whole deal and I, and I read an article about a players using hypnosis to up their game, to up their performance, and so I called our friend Dr. Rosenberg, uh, Dr. Steven Rosenberg, Dr. and Rosenpenis. Rosenpenis, we yeah. call lovingly call him <laughs> uh, the uh, the Thor of hypnotism, is what we refer to him as. Uh, but I, and I and I said, is this something that um, that is legit? Do you do? Because I, I wanted to see if you know, just to get into a better register. And, what I also really wanted to do. I, is is beat this issue of not being able to take a nap or or, okay. or, or, or I, hitting the wall at 3 o'clock and just soldiering on. I just got good at just powering through it. Right. It turns out he's been doing this with the Flyers for years. Oh, really? Yes, he does exactly this. Okay. So, plus um, other things, even including uh, golf players, uh, yeah. go- golfers. Yeah, I want to. Lots wanna, of golfers. Yeah. I want to check in with him on that. So, you know, and I, I'm, I've always said, I've seen people come in here when he, uh, he does the smoking cessation and they walk out and they don't smoke. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's always been this elusive thing. I know you were talking about TM, uh, Transcendental Meditation. What I do It's called Mindful Meditation. Okay. It's a little bit different than TM, but yeah. So I, I went and uh, he did, rec- we recorded this thing. I sat in the room. He kind of interviewed me, gave me a, a couple of, of things. And it's it's sort of like a meditation affirmation thing that I listen to every day and in like 21 22 minutes sometimes i fall asleep during it and sometimes um you know i'm fully lucid but i feel <laughs> i feel completely refreshed yeah. i've noticed changes taking place in in my exercise um commitment i mean it's always been good i just wanted to see if i could push it further you know yeah. mm-hmm. and uh i am seeing it so so co- is
4: it meditation
2: it, you sit there, and the same thing he does with the with the smoking cessation here with the um, with our listeners who come in. He he you what you first do is you 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 count down you know twenty right, and, and he just asks you to sort of in your mind repeat what he's saying, mm-hmm. and then you know.
4: So he's relaxing. He's, he's you. taking
2: you. He's taking you through the process, and then he's basically saying after me. He asked for words that I would key on that would resonate with me. What I was looking mm-hmm. to do. And so as I'm going through it, as he goes through it, he's just saying, and I'm, I'm listening, and I put like this what thing, words?
5: I'm sorry, like yeah, words you would key on. I, I'm just trying to I fully understand what's going on. Well, here. well,
2: like like well, what words would I respond to? In 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 in, uh, in in reps or 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 also here's something. Instead of defaulting towards purchasing the healthy food that I eat already made, like going and going the extra step and going to the. Like I'm like oh, I'm just I'll just get this, I'll just get this, as opposed to doing taking an extra step and going to the supermarket and getting some stuff or getting fresh fresh stuff, fr- all of stuff. It and all that stuff yeah,
4: and, and so you' are actually doing that
2: I'm actually doing it, yeah.
5: yeah, okay i um i don't know if a hypnotism is real, yeah, or if people were just acting like they're hypnotized. Uh, and if it is i don't know if i'm actually capable of being hypnotized well, i don't know if i have the attention span sure, to, be you're, able to you're
2: you're looking that. at the you're looking at that's me so but it here's the deal these are things you want to achieve mm-hmm. a b um you know it, it's if even if if it was a placebo and even if it just simply worked on that level it's still working thing about uh
1: you know, i've never <clears throat> gone for hypnosis therapy or anything like that casey but with the the mindful meditation that and i need to get back to it i haven't done it in months but the more you do it, the better you get at it is kind of the way it works. Your, your ability to tune things out or to focus specifically on one or two things and not let your mind wander in that stream of consciousness to go. But the thing is that, that, that what I do with this mindfulness is that you first of all, you start thinking about every part of your body. You start at your toes and your ankles yes. and you work your way up and you think about all these different parts and you and you try to focus on those and then rather than block everything out, they say, let the sounds come in. Listen to what's happening. Don't judge them. Don't make interpretations. Just let them come and acknowledge that they're there. And things like that at first are hard to do, mm-hmm. but then after you do them several times, it becomes a little more effortless. So I- and you can center and you can focus and you can uh, you can get away
2: from everything else for a while. Long- and that's supposed to be healthy for you. I work from the from the he has me work the other way, from the head down, yep. your shoulders. You do now you're that feeling it. And so then we count down from he counts down from 20 to zero, then from 10 to zero. Mm -hmm. And and even if you fall asleep while it's happening, you're still getting this message. It goes subliminally. It's going in there. But Kathy, so for those 21, 22 minutes that I do it during the day, I get up. You know, we always talk about the coffee napper, whatever can fight that sluggishness that you get after a nap. I'm not, I'm, I'm getting right up. It's, there's no, yeah, I'm okay. not having that lag.
4: So I did something like that. You guys know, I did that Be Balanced program. Yes. And um, th- that was be, part of it. Be balanced. Yes. Be, and be, we, be balanced. it was a bunch of cheerleaders. We yeah. got together We did cheers. <laughs> and then, um, but that was part of it. It was, it was very similar to that. It was guided. Yeah. And you could fall asleep if you wanted or not. It didn't matter. But, but whether or not you did, it woke you up or brought you out of that relaxation. Yeah. Uh, like 20 minutes in and you yeah like, did you feel refreshed yes i did it's
2: pretty wild
4: but then i want to ask you so you said the mindful meditation you know how to meditate
1: um with or, with uh with you assistance do the guided. Yeah. okay so
4: yeah. i did i just recently did this like 7 day guided they kind of teach you how to meditate and then um it's actually just an app and then you can go on to to do it yourself but is it
5: headspace s- is that what it's called by an uh, Headspace you know, is what i use okay. it's called candy crush
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's called
4: target.com um, case it is called no it's called insight timer um and i i i really like it like I, I just started doing it and um i'd like to learn a little bit more than just that seven days but i'm really really enjoying it how long so, was
1: each uh, session
4: Uh, So in learning it, it's 10 minutes. Yeah, that's
1: all I do is 10 minutes.
4: Yeah, when you go on, you can like set a timer. You can do 15, you can do 20, you can do whatever you want. Um, But I seem to like the guided um, meditations right now.
1: The way I look at it is like, I can spare 10 minutes right you know what I mean I, I can you still I can gotta buy, set it aside I can though. stop everything no
3: you, you, you do you have to dedicate that time to it you can't no. just say I'm gonna do this in the drive home or you know you have to sit oh, no. you have to no, meditate
4: while you drive.
3: <laughs> no but I mean you know what I mean like you you, you yeah. have you can't do it casually you have to set aside the time to do it
4: and mm-hmm. after the 10 minutes is up though I'm like that wasn't so bad. Like, what was I going to get done in mm-hmm. those ten minutes? Like, run around my house and you know what I mean. Pr- pretty much, just go up and down the stairs ten times. I forgot something. Mine's
2: twenty minutes, and and my wife's like she saw me go go in. You know, like I'll, I'll close the door. She, well, I guess, she's just spanking it. No, but she's, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, but uh, well, come out refresh. So she went. Yeah, yeah, she she and, and, and she she she's it? trying. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh,
1: cool. The research found that compared to people undergoing only cognitive behavioral therapy (CBT), uh, one of the most uh, evidence-backed non-drug treatments for weight loss, depression, and many other conditions, those who undergo cognitive behavior therapy coupled with hyp- hypnosis tend to lose significantly more weight. Uh, there are also studies on the books that show hypnosis uh, could help kids avoid post-surgical pain or pain related to other medical procedures. The experts say in some ways, hypnosis can be compared to guided meditation or mindfulness, where the goal is to set aside normal judgments and sensory reactions and also enter a deeper state of concentration and receptiveness. I just want to recommend Sorry,
3: another app. Uh- <laughs> that I've used as well, and it's called Aura. It's A-U-R-A, and uh, I used um, Headspace for a stretch, and it's really great. Uh, then they end up charging you like 60 bucks a month, so I, I dropped that one. Uh, Aura is really good. So if you're looking for a free app, go ahead and take that one.
4: Well, and you know what part of the what I learned in the meditation is that when you are relaxed like that and they teach you how to take these breaths and things like that, that in life when something is going to get you to a point where you're going to freak out or you're going to get angry or you you're should gonna panic well no nah. but that you're going to react in a negatively wet a negative way that you should um you know think about that and maybe do those break- breathing techniques or something like that yeah it's worked Did a, few it work? and- uh, a few other times i, I freaked
6: but, but, <laughs> but, but, but you also have thing. to
2: accept that it's not gonna it's it's not a it's not an absolute across
1: the board no, it's gonna work it's not. every time it's no, not- no. But the more you do yes. it, the easier it is to remind yourself right, of it. Right, right, right. And if you do it every day and you have those stressful situations that come up, you can go, remember
6: your breathing. Yeah. Remember your yes. yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know
1: what I mean? So. That's a hy- good one. Hypnotism. Give it a shot. All right. Uh, other items from the junk drawer. And this one speaks to Kathy. Yes. Shopping. There's something called the target effect.
2: Ah. Oh, my God. I
1: love it. Yes, you're far from alone if you've ever visited a Target and end up leaving with a lot more than what you had on your list. It's an, it's known as the Target Effect, and a new report explains how large stores like Target make impulse buying irresistible. Uh, they say that uh, these big stores often place products strategically, so you'll buy them together, of course. Of course. And that the happy, ambient design of the stores also makes you comfortable uh, so you also feel comfortable opening up your wallet. So
2: they're pumping powdered ambient into the air. That's what they're doing. No, they're... Okay, so the place,
1: believe it or not, where I have... I've made probably the most impulse purchases are, is not at stores like that Target and Walmart. Right. It's usually the same stuff that I see yeah. in the checkout aisle. That's where my impulse buying usually happens. Yeah. And it's usually candy and gum and magazines right. and things right. like that. But there's a local place in Harleysville. It's the Ace Hardware store. They just have stuff on the way out that has nothing to do. It's just cool randomly cool stuff, it's like yeah. little toys and things like that. And I almost always buy one. You're, you're like talking about it. Bu- th- I bought a doorstop one day. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because it looked like it, it was in the shape of a comma, and I'm like, "Well, that's, that's pretty cool.
6: cool.
1: <laughs> I could use that." It have was like ten dollars, had- and I bought it. A I do doorstop.
2: I do it that stuff. So at, at the true value in in. Uh, Roxborough, I guess it is, on Ridge Avenue. Same thing. When you check out, there are like, hey, here's a, that's a scooter with a flashlight on it. Yeah. Look at and, and I, Oh, and the weirdest thing oh, here's a book on the history of Roxboro. I'll buy that.
1: <laughs> I almost bought yesterday, because I was there yesterday with my son, I almost bought a game. Where you hang a string from the ceiling oh, yeah. and I a washer those. on it, yeah. and a little hook on the wall, yes, yeah, and you yeah, swing yeah.
4: It, and it. Those in. are so cool. <laughs> that was what a is this item? It's a game. I want to play it. Yeah, Jace loves those games. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Almost so, it. Um, Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Marshalls—they have like basically yes, a separate goods. aisle. Yeah. That you, when when you're waiting to get to the register, that's when they
2: corral you. And at the end of the aisle is somebody there with a nail gun to kill you because you you basically right? feel like you're cattle. By yeah. the way. Kathy, I love their system
1: at Home Goods because a little light comes on when the register's so open. So is yeah, that's available. awesome. I love
6: that.
4: And then Bed Bath & Beyond also, um, they have like, it's just a whole other store at yeah. the at the, the cash register. Uh, it's store.
1: almost like the As Seen on TV <laughs> yes. at, 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 yes. at, uh, at um, Bed Bath & Beyond.
4: I could use this oh, automatic <laughs> screwdriver. A telescoping fly
2: swatter. <laughs> yeah. I need that. And you do. Uh, yeah. You do need it.
5: By <laughs> the way, Preston, this ring game... Um, I first saw it when I was in Bar Harbor Maine and it was in a store and we were not able to leave that store until, until somebody got until, it. Until, no no no. I didn't care if anybody got it. You? I needed to get it. <laughs> I needed to get it. <laughs>
1: they're calling that now they're giving it the target effect the name but they it's all designed. It's all
2: right are they're, they're targeting you. Do you know and I, I was I forget who I was talking to you about what products and what product makers have to go through Store placement means everything. Sure. Everything, whether you're at the end of an aisle, whether you're halfway in the aisle, or whatever the the deal is. Oh, yeah. And the amount of wheeling and dealing that goes on to get your placement changed because that whole most whole... The store entirely is laid out to sort of force you towards through a purchasing process. Yeah,
1: it's a big deal for retailers, uh, you know, that, that own these products that they want to put on those shelves, which shelf it gets put on. Kathy, when we did the Target thing with you the other day, you made a point out to uh, uh, to Nick to, to pick a specific shelf because you knew where the higher... Well- Dollar items. Yes. Would be. So,
4: so I knew actually in the electronics department with the TVs that the more expensive TVs are above and below. And I don't know why that's the case with the TVs, but any other uh, aisle, mostly you'll see the middle shelf because it's eye level. Right. That's where you're going to find uh, the more popular products.
3: Steve, I watched a documentary a few years ago about product placement uh, or getting a product in at all at Walmart. And what that can do, what that does, if, yeah. if you get it in, it, it makes or breaks you. And and so there are these pitches that people take when they drive, they fly to Bentonville, Arkansas, and they wow. get off, and they bring. It's it's almost like Shark Tank, right? Except that it's probably more impactful because you're doing it at the biggest retailer in the entire world. That's wild. It's fascinating. And and then if you're doing really well, then uh, if you get into the store itself, then product placement on on the shelf it can impact you even more. And it's a whole other negotiation than at that Absolutely, point. Absolutely, yeah.
1: All right, uh, so that was a junk drawer story for Kathy. I have one now. Let me see. I think this one's for Casey.
6: Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do uh, I get? What
1: well, did get? Well, two things that I think speak to you in this. Uh, and they're saying that millennials have been... Uh, blame for killing a lot of things but now they're being credited for bringing at least two of them back and i know you want to drive across the country one day so recreational recreational vehicles are coming back
5: yeah not a big fan of recreational vehicles really yeah yeah. i thought that would be right in your alley no if if i ever did do a drive across the country I, i wouldn't want to do it in a in a big rv Right, like maybe one of those ones where. It's what about
2: van life, like the uh, the that, couple we had
5: here? Yes, so that's what I was going to say. Uh, is, it,
1: is it the hassle of driving something big around that turns you off? Oh no, it's the danger of it all.
5: You know, I don't like the idea of people just kind of walking around the back, not um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not buckled in or, or anything like that. But it's also, I mean, it's a giant, it's a giant truck that like people don't necessarily have a license for. You know, yeah, yeah. it's not like. You know, if I go buy a a, a giant RV that I have, have to go have, no 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 not unless it has like air brakes or like you know what I mean or if it's, if it's over a certain amount of pounds right, right. Um, then you need a, a CDL for that.
1: Okay, well, so two things I said millennials are bringing back. One of them are RVs. I thought that would speak to Casey. No, but how about recliners?
2: Oh man. Okay. Yes.
5: There I
1: got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
2: All right. So, do you yeah. have a recliner at home?
5: I do. Uh, Casey, I do, and I don't like it. Um, I don't like mine either. I want no. to get a new one.
2: All right, can I recommend? All right,
4: why don't you like your recliners? Uh, mine, I don't. Oh, There's
1: a picky reason, but when when you lean back, the the jeeves well, can't fan you right. No, the part where your where your back leans back on, where you rest yeah. your back and you lean back, it's too. It goes back too easily. So, like, if you go, you can't just go back a little and okay. stop there, you got to go all the way
4: back. Right, right,
1: right. And while I do like to lie prone. Uh, I, I don't uh, like to do that every single time, but Not I do. Yet. You guys know me. I have mm-hmm. my feet up all the time. Yeah. We'll be in a meeting with the CEO of the company. Yes. And I'll put up. my feet up on the table. Your I'm feet just, will be right in her face. I'm more comfortable with that. Bill used to hate that. Yeah.
5: He's used to used it now to? after 13 I think he's years. Used to you know who sucks. really hates is Bill Burns. Oh, he hates it when he's oh, yeah. my, my, my feet. Oh, yeah. He up? finds it. Well, I mean, listen, he comes from like corporate America. He wears a tie to work. Yeah. So. He irons I'm, his underwear. <laughs> he irons his <laughs> underwear. Um,
4: Listen, you guys don't play football in the meetings anymore, so all right, feed we up go. is okay. Sometimes
5: well, we real quick before I get your, your comment,
1: Steve. Lazy Bore shares have jumped more than 20% recently. And during the company's recent earnings call, its CEO highlighted its acquisition of Joybird, a legacy sofa company known for mid-century modern products and e-commerce first strategy to reach the millennial consumer. Um, so they're saying that uh, that apparently there's a
2: new interest in recliners yeah so we we um i've always loved recliners but they're always they always break or they're always it's always an issue so but i've always been also fascinated with these chairs you see in brookstone these massage chairs you know and they have these things and there's always people waiting in line to get them we went to the home show in philadelphia a, a couple of months ago and so the company that makes those chairs was there and the price for it at the home show was, like, dramatically less, like, crazy, you know, you know cr- crazy reduction. So we got one. <laughs> this chair is freaking awesome. It does the zero, you know, the zero gravity, what they call it, where you it, it tilts back all the way so you're just sort of resting, floating. It massages. It does all these things. Preston, it heats up. It has Bluetooth speakers in it. Nice. It's crazy, but it's a... It's a <laughs> It's a – you go into the, the – liberty in case you saw it. Did you see it when you came I to that? I did. Best? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's just this thing, but it's it's freaking real nice. I would say, I'd say bite the bullet if you've ever considered doing it. Is uh, this the video of it? The, the one that I have is the, the Daywath 3D, I believe yeah. it's called. Okay. So it's whatever, however, your, your body, you know, uh, it, it scans the deal. But the only you,
3: thing it's missing is a mouth to pleasure
2: you, man. Look at this I know, thing. No, I, I got the attachment. Now. Okay. The, the, no, the, uh, uh, the home show, honestly, if you go directly through the company, you're dealing directly through them. The price reduction is tremendous. By awesome. the way, people
1: are correcting me. It's supine, not prone, the position that I like. <laughs> oh, to prone would be on your stomach, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice, too. Yeah. I've yet to find a chair that does that. Uh so anyhow, yes, yeah, so uh sales are up big time on recliners and also RVs, uh because they were up like seventeen to eighteen percent. What yeah.
2: about uh RVs with recliners in them? No. Somebody texted yeah. and said that they had that. Yeah, well, we did too. Yeah. And then the camp out for hunger Press yeah. and the yeah. uh the, 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 the couches all have well recliner chairs. My, my sister
5: has an R V. It's a, a, technically it's called a fifth wheel, yep. right? It's awesome. And they bought it be- with, you know, they had these pie in the sky dreams and yeah. they're going to drive all over the place for it. And then, lo and behold, their kids got involved with like baseball, and that's what they do all summer long as they go to these baseball tournaments in and around the area. They so, drive
2: it to the baseball. No,
5: no, they don't even get to use it. They're trying to sell it uh, because they they never get to use it. So um,
2: I'm a big fan of of a, a stationary hotel that you go to. Yeah, I, I um,
5: wanted to tell you I don't like my recliner, Preston, because I didn't buy it. I didn't sit in it and try it out. Okay. I uh, my wife did it and I and she came home with it and so woman yeah.
1: Wow well, <laughs> oh, shut up, woman. Ah, shut oh, up. shut up, woman.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. no so I, you were asking me initially, and I, I never got to tell you. I don't like my recliner. And and it's be, it's not a it's good recliner. It's, it's not a good recliner. It's not a good recliner. It just it doesn't <laughs> have enough support at the uh, the upper part of the back. Um, it doesn't. Recline good enough. It's okay. just not a good one. Casey hates his recliner. You are not a good <laughs> recliner. I also have this uh, this sectional couch that uh, we went shopping for it together. Oh, and I,
2: don't even get me started about the couch. But well, guess what? what? Guess who hates the couch? Who?
5: My wife. Guess who wanted that couch? She did. My wife. My, My wife.
6: wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, and just, you know, just, yeah. Guess what? I like ar- comfortable ar- furniture. Ar- yeah. Yeah. No one seems yeah. to care what I want. <laughs>
2: it, I just <laughs>
6: <laughs> I it,
2: goes to work and makes the money. <laughs> <laughs> stupid furniture that no one ever even wants. What do you like? I know. Is that a question that's too, uh, too hard to ask? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you saying over there, honey? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> I just I'm sorry, Shri. No, no, nothing. I love you. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, I, I have one more story from the... Oh. Uh, the anything room. for Nick? Whoa. Or does he get short I, I'm, I'm, really? I'm looking for something for Nick. Is anything wow. that has
4: to do with food? Well,
1: <laughs> I could be the connoisseur for just a moment if you want. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that.
2: J- jump oh, that's in that's there because good. I would hate yeah. to leave Nick. In. All right. gears like a five-wheeler. <laughs> uh, and it's time for the connoisseur. Yeah, Pick a me... food that Nick likes.
3: <laughs> Pick uh, a food that Nick doesn't like. Yeah, there's a challenge. Coconut. All right, uh, (laughs) hang on a second. I win. Olives. I have olives. I don't like olives. I don't like uh, coconut. I I don't like uh, pickles.
5: My cousin makes this amazing stuffed olive thing that I think even you could get behind. It's called the recliner. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you, Preston. All right.
1: uh, For the past fifty years, red delicious was the most popular apple in the United States, but that time has passed. Mm. This year, U.S. apple growers are uh, projected to produce 51.7 million boxes of Red Delicious apples uh, and 52.4 million boxes of Gala apples, putting Galas in the top spot for the first time. Are Galas uh, sweeter? I think they're uh, a little crunchier. Here's the deal: I, I, there was a, wild, a little bit more flamboyant where I was eating apples quite regularly as part of my weight loss regimen, and I got to know apples pretty well. And I realized the most popular ones up until now, red delicious apples, I don't like them. No, I don't either. Because the I eat
2: apples all the time. <laughs> Someone asked me what I think about apples. <laughs>
1: Uh, I find that the 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 rind, the skin, is yeah. very bitter. I agree. In red delicious apples, there are some that it's very very mild. You can't even taste it at all, and they have a nice sweet taste to them. Like Honey Crisp apples are fantastic. I'm with like, you.
5: Like, does that Braeburn? Uh, Braeburns are good. Yeah. You turn me onto those press. Yeah, Braeburns are really I don't know, good. But too. I never really get to pick up. That. What, what about that?
2: um? It's about apples. that People ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I eat it all the time because they're a weight loss regimen, and no one <laughs> think anybody would ask me what I thought about an apple.
3: <laughs> you just bring them home all willy-nilly. <laughs> Let me ask you your opinion, Preston, yes. on uh, the Granny Smith. Um, it, I, I have a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> My name
1: isn't Smith, but uh, I have a uh, they, I think they're better uh, for baking and, and cooking with uh, and mixing with other things as opposed to just
2: eating one by itself. I, I, Granny Smiths are most often used for apple pies. Oh, so are they not? Yeah, I believe so. No. There,
1: there are,
2: they're um, really tart. Yeah, they're tart. Like Granny herself. <laughs> like Granny. <laughs> like, like Granny granny's Tart Smith.
4: like Granny. The you like shake. it
2: slow, you like it more harder with a firmer grip. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little tart. <laughs> but you say gala, huh?
3: Yeah. Gala, gala? Gala, uh, gala apples, yeah.
6: Do you yeah. say That's... gala?
3: Regatta gala? Okay. I say gala.
4: I think it's just what they make available in the grocery stores because you see those what? more often now.
1: Uh, the Gala apples? Yeah. Okay. So,
4: yeah, of course they're going to be more popular. That's what there's are out to buy.
1: Uh, Gala production will be up 5.8% from last year, while Red Delicious production will be down 11%. Red they... Delicious are kind of mushy, too. Yeah. They kind of fall apart in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> behind the trend <laughs> is yeah. that Americans are increasingly eating apples fresh, and so sweeter varieties are becoming more popular. Do
2: you know what's funny, Preston? Uh, so. You know, you just, we grow up and we're so used to getting our food at the supermarket. And that's where you get the food that you eat. And I have a, there's a pear tree in the backyard. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's all over it. I'm like... and I kind of reached it you know it that's it yeah. that's where the fruit comes from and yet I'm, i find it and I have an emotional block with pulling something out of my own backyard and mm-hmm. eating it yeah, yeah like but it but it hasn't passed to a store yet
1: now i my mom and sister when they first moved to uh Florida they had citrus trees in their backyard you know oranges grapefruits, yeah. limes cool. and I'm like this is awesome. I'm like, oh, I can yeah. just go out there and get my breakfast, you know. Yeah. And it was, it's really cool. I don't even need to work. I, even if you don't want it,
3: you go out and you eat one because
1: you got it. Yeah. yeah. I we're was all in, over the place. I
3: was in a store the other day where they were selling lemon trees, and I was wondering if you could grow them successfully here because I, I don't think it would make it through the winter no. uh, if you were to keep it outside. But uh, Steve, I, I bought a house in uh, December, January, and I've I've gotten into gardening. And so I'm kind of the opposite of you at this point. I have uh, several tomato plants. Uh, I got a pepper plant, and, and I've been eating cherry tomatoes for like the last three weeks, and they're fantastic. You I want to get over pop it. them in. Man. I want to get over the fear. I got a guy from Burpee coming over today. The guy Preston that uh, e- uh, that sent you some uh, some seeds. He's yeah, gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're talking about raised gardens. We're gonna do um, looking into doing some stuff with with those guys. So okay. yeah, uh, this is all for next spring. So maybe I'll be successful at it. Okay, very nice. Uh, so,
1: anyhow, uh, the most popular apple type in the U.S. is now the uh, gala or gala apples, however you say it. So, Red Delicious has been passed up. Nick, there you go. There's some food.
2: Stuff. There we go. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. That's a quick uh,
1: jug short connoisseur uh, moment for you.
13: What's new? Glad you asked.
1: Rival sons.
13: Take
6: my, take my God smack. you got some changes inside
13: your pocket, but it doesn't change. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR.
6: Now,
0: uh, <laughs> WMMR presents Desire. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files.
1: A warning has been sent out to parents of a young girl who unknowingly took home a deadly marine animal that was hiding in a shell on a Western Australian beach. After a day of playing on Coogie Beach, the girl collected some shells to take home. As her aunt was washing them, she discovered a blue-ringed octopus was hiding in one of the shells. Wow. In Incredibly lethal. Yes, you're right, Steve. Coogie Beach, uh, surf we Life. What are I
2: tell you about Coogie Beach?
1: Uh, Savings Club uh, uploaded photos of the dangerous creature to Facebook as a warning to parents to keep an eye out for what their kids are doing at the beach. They said they look beautiful, but the bite can be deadly. No
2: one should go to Coogie Beach. Uh, Blue.
5: By the way, isn't that what uh, Kyle Heckel called <laughs> Kathy Romano? <laughs> Wasn't was she
2: Coogie Romano? I to Coogie Beach once. I almost died. Would you uh, having your kids go to Kogi Beach? They said
1: uh, they look beautiful, but it might Even be the fudgy-wudgy bars will kill you. Uh, blue-ringed octopuses are highly venomous species and are usually found in tide pools and coral reefs. Jesus. Uh, the octopus gets its name from the circular iridescent blue markings, which are usually only displayed when the animal feels threatened and is about to release its poison. Uh, the chemical the octopus releases, which is in called... The full
2: moon of the Australian okay. summer, the children play with the
0: deadliest creatures...
2: On the beach, and the name of
9: that beach is... Cookie.
1: Uh, the chemical it releases is, uh, tetrodotoxin and aims to paralyze... Are you allergic to that? It's Target. Most likely. (laughs) Uh, Only two deaths are known to have occurred from a blue-ringed octopus bite in Australia. Well, because everyone decides not to touch them. Uh, but many people have come close to dying. It's it's made them
2: sick. Sorry, sorry, special on the various levels of... It was actually about antitoxins and about the way you fight these things. And, And, you know, needless to say, Australia has a huge... A wealth of those things, but the uh, the antitoxin for this particular creature is so scarce that uh, right, probably not to play with them. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, here's a somewhat local story. A Pennsylvania man named John Anson said that he was surprised to get a call from Hershey Park saying that workers found a wallet that he lost on a roller coaster four years oh ago. My wow! Gosh. Wow! And he said the wallet became a family joke after it fell out of his pocket on the Skyrush roller coaster in 2014. Was that the year it opened?
2: That was four years uh, well, ago. It might have been during one of our broadcasts.
1: It may have been during our broadcast. Anson added that uh, he and his wife were shocked to hear a maintenance crew had found the wallet, which still had all of its content intact, but it was moldy and dusty. And uh, they got it back to him, which is uh, pretty cool. A hotel guest is suing Hilton worldwide for $100 million, claiming she was unknowingly filmed showering at Hampton Inn and Suites in Albany, New York in 2015 and then blackmailed by the perv who took the footage. The lawsuit filed he and- spot. Uh, the lawsuit filed in Virginia. Listen to how freaky this is. Yeah, where the Hilton Worldwide is based uh, claims that the woman initially had no knowledge of her private that her privacy was invaded until September this year when the self described perv reached out and informed her of his actions. Uh, the woman from Chicago received an email. Uh, from the blackmailer containing a link of the footage that had been posted on a pornographic website. Her name was also shared on the site. The next day, the blackmailer followed up with more personal information, including a reason for being in New York, which was to take the bar exam. He wrote, I'm a perv. I don't hurt anyone. I like to watch. No need to worry about me. I just like to watch, and then I move on to the next. The blackmailer later asked the woman in a separate email to promise me my own show, or else the videos would remain on the Internet and get copied on every website. He later uh, threatened to distribute the videos and her personal information if she didn't respond by the end of the day. A threatened the blackmailer followed through on on October 11th. This is this year this is happening. The video was taken in 2015. That is
14: horrible.
1: The blackmailer continued to torment the woman throughout the rest of the month at times calling her a whore and a bitch. Uh, He's a pervert. He's calling her a whore and a bitch. Yeah, the emailer also began sending the footage to her co-workers and eventually asking that she begin sending $1,000 for the next year, along with $2,000 up front, presumably, to stop the distribution. The woman's lawyer said that he believes the blackmailer to be an employee of the hotel based on the suspect's knowledge of his client's personal information. However, the suspect's uh, exact identity has not been determined. They don't know who it is
2: yet. Oh, I hope they get him.
1: Uh, they also said that uh, the lawyer said he believes the hotel room was used repeatedly to film people over an extended period and says that he is aware of at least one other secretly filmed video guest, uh, video. I'm sorry, film video showing a different guest in that same room. So,
2: wow. i wonder what her coworkers did. I, I hope they showed you know solidarity and, yeah. and and didn't. Yeah, but she's suing for a hundred million dollars. All yeah. right,
1: one last story. Can I do one last story? Yep. yep. All right. A driver is counting the cost of a very expensive McDonald's after his car was seized when he was caught speeding. The motorist told officers that he was concerned that his food might get cold after he overtook an unmarked police car on a single track road in the UK. However. After the details were checked, it was found that the, uh, he wasn't insured, so his car was seized. The car was... Uh, found to be uninsured. Oh, I already said that. A spokesman. Do you uh, have insurance? For the police said, it's been a positive night shift on the beat. Uh, this vehicle driver decided to overtake our officers in an unmarked vehicle at extensive excessive speeds, putting everyone's life at risk, all because he didn't want his McDonald's to get cold. It just so happened that this vehicle wasn't insured either. It's safe to say the driver wasn't loving it.
2: Don't, ah! <laughs> Don't they waive insurance if you're trying to keep your food hot? They might. Yeah. I've never really checked into that particular
1: detail. In London, they do. That is what I have in the bizarre File for you this morning. More
8: of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Many times we uh, we, we overlook things. I mean, I mean, we do have singles mixers yes. uh, like that from time to time, but we are all here in uh, beautiful, productive, wonderful relationships with significant others. But we, there are some people who are starting new relationships, and sometimes we, we, we don't address their particular needs. And I saw this article from Women's Health Magazine. God, you're <laughs> always reading that thing. Uh, nine questions to ask your partner for an instantly deeper bond. So
2: sort of a pre-interview? No, this is after you, you've... An you've, interrogation. no. No.
6: <laughs>
1: No, you're 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 in a relationship, and but it, but it's not like you know we're married. I mean we we've we know who we're with, and this is a person who you want to uh, get a little bit deeper with, and two so, knuckles so not deep, ne- <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> okay.
6: You went there, took took a took a second.
1: not
2: necessarily
1: <laughs> single, but you're beginning a relationship. So they have these nine questions you can ask your partner for an instantly deeper bond.
2: Now, you're chuckling because you must... They're, they're stupid. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I well, well, we can... I think there's so much, you know, uh, there... Uh, it's almost like the days of the snake oil salesman, Preston. I think there are so many... Uh, love gurus and people that do this sort of thing and these kind of articles that are sort of the um, the bread and butter of yeah. these magazines. Are there any s- hidden
3: nuggets in any of these? Like, anything?
2: well, so so many of these things, Nick, are are just sort of axiomatic. Like, y- okay. you would know them anyway. But I'm I'm curious to see what this is if it's okay. making you chuckle. Here, G- give us well go in chronological order because Bill likes that.
1: I know. I'll just go in the order that yeah these yeah. questions are presented. So here we go. Uh, and these are expert-backed questions.
2: Uh, uh-huh. By uh, Do we
1: know the experts? They, they have their it's names. It's Joe Experts, the guy's name. No, there, there's a variety of names here. But uh, instead of the same old how is your day, these are things that you can ask <sighs> your significant Why is your day? Well, how about this? Uh, <laughs> if you won the lottery, where would you travel and Why? Ah, uh, come on!
2: So you're you're talking to make your relationship deeper. I this is just what that's a bad one. To say. Okay. My wife would punch me right in the face yeah. if I but asked you. But that's a question that. you might ask somebody
1: anyway. Look, hey, if we, if we won the lottery, well, what, we, where, where would we, would we go,
2: go? You honey? Know. I've always wanted to ask you. You know where I'd go? I'd go to you. Yeah, because <laughs> that's <laughs> who I want to be. Because I love you. <laughs> I'd take a trip to you. Yeah. All right, but... uh, I'd take my boat to Tuna Town.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just entertain this for a second. If it is a new relationship... I love you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but say somebody is, like, completely loves traveling and wants to go to these exotic places, and you have somebody who's not really into that. They don't like flying. It's a way to find out. It's a way to find out if you're a
2: match. So, you know what? You're right. And put this in perspective while you get carried away with this sort of bachelor's... Yesterday, I was... Vomiting in the in the afternoon after coming home from work, you were? I got sick. Yes, and uh, and my wife immediately darted out, picked up some Pepto Bismol and ginger ale, and that's you know, and that's love. You know, that's you never even though I, I she didn't want who wants to be hugged by someone who's just vomiting, but yeah. still <laughs> get away. From so, me. so remember, the, these are the important things. But right. finding out where they want to go if they won the lottery, I guess that's good too. No, yeah. but you're
5: right, Kath. I, I have um, I have met a couple of people who are with. Uh, significant others, husband and wife, now that they don't like to go anywhere, and to me that is crazy. One person, hey, in if particular, it works for both of them, one, though. One person in particular, they were having a conversation. Oh, I would love to go to Paris. And he goes, Oh yeah, pulls up a computer. Here you go. You're in Paris now. You know what I mean? And and to that was that enough. Per- for that, was that was enough. I, I can I can look up Paris on the
2: internet. Oh and, really? Yeah. No. Listen, my wife. I told her a long time ago. Do not be hampered by my our schedule does not allow us you know listen it, it's we have to do what we have to do we're beholden to to ratings and so on and so forth uh but i said do not be beholden to that and so i said go travel if you have friends or you want to travel with family members and she does she loves to travel i don't need it as much as she does and we found a happy medium uh but uh if you can find that happy medium, medium that's fine that's that's fine but i mean to just to to totally deny it is that's a recipe for disaster? Mm-hmm.
4: My mom and dad—they've been married for forty years. My dad loves the beach, islands, sitting, relaxing. My mom needs to be where there's like his, you know, history, like uh-huh. Europe. She likes to tour the buildings and the, you know, different things like that. They're complete opposite when it comes to traveling. Not sure that they had this conversation <laughs> four right, years ago. Right <laughs> beforehand,
1: yeah. All right, so that's a question. Here. I As never way, wanted a daughter. I want to back up. To <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted a daughter. Uh, I want to back up a second. Somebody texted in and says, uh, "Wait, Marissa isn't single." We don't know what Marissa. We don't. Knows.
6: She's
4: not single.
2: We don't know what Marissa. I believe is. there is there is a, a young man yeah. in her life. Uh, we will ask her that.
1: Okay, all right. But but that's her own. See what kind of pro- answer yes. you get.
5: Yeah, that's
6: She's, not <laughs> She's not single. She's
5: <laughs> not. Well, she won't. She's not putting labels on no, anything, think, right? It's, well, that's that's, her, that's so, her right. She that's doesn't. That's her, yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, she's grabbing she's her got microphone. The microphone. All All right, right. This go is just fun
11: to watch you guys debate yeah. <laughs> it. I'm sure my mom's listening. And she's yelling at the radio right now.
5: Mm-hmm. He's handsome.
11: I'm seeing somebody. There you
5: okay. go. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh. God. She just said it.
11: It is out
4: there.
2: My friend. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I said to her, like, a couple weeks ago, I said, you can stop calling him your friend now. She left.
2: I think Marissa out of just, she likes to vet a little bit and make sure that somebody yeah. is, yeah, she is, is worthy it, of the time. Two years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> she knows it's right when she goes home and there's a cheese wedge on her front door.
5: Yeah. I always bust her chops because she's very, she ke- likes to keep things private, mm-hmm. but when you don't, like, ask her about things, she's like, well, why, you me? Know,
11: why do you ask me? You ask? Yeah. Like, because you don't give us any answers. Well, it's so hard in this world to, like, debate what's going on air and what's not going on air because <laughs> our whole lives well, are- On the radio.
5: What I have learned is if you don't want it on air, you simply say... I don't yeah, want you, you guys. I don't want you guys to talk about
2: this on the air. Or you do what I do and yeah. just stay at home and puke. Yeah. Well, My. for
11: fourteen years I forgot to ask you to say that part. So I'm trying to make up for it now. All right.
2: I've only gotten through one. Now. All right. I'm sorry. Let's oh, okay. I mean, go. We, we're
1: holding back the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. If you could be anywhere in the world this moment, where would you be and what would you be doing?
6: I love you. Um, <laughs> I'd be right with you.
1: The relationship uh, expert and, and psychotherapist. The
2: ballooning over the killer volcano. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where well, we had chocolate covered strawberries. Uh, but, no, this, uh, this expert says uh, uh, we want our partners to be authentically curious about who we are on our deepest levels. But asking Bay to share his or her innermost oh, thoughts, he loves me bay. and desires over appetizers can be a little intense. Keep it light and fun while increasing the energy and excitement by starting with an icebreaker question like this.
2: I agree. Do you, how well do you know your wife? I, well. I, I do know my my wife is is uh, is is wonderful on so many levels, and 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 I you know, but over the course of twenty one years. You learn things, and, you know, there's always, there's still some mystery with her.
1: All right, so here's the the third thing uh, to ask, uh, and it is, remember when we dot, 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 insert sexy. Killed that hobo.
2: No, insert sexy memory here. Oh, remember when we inserted something in our sexy memory. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rev, it, rev it up by telling your partner the moments that you've enjoyed most, asking them to share their most memorable. That dirty Sanchez. And then together bounce around ideas of new tantalizing adventures that you would both delight in. It was one hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hottest of girls. <laughs> Well Go look up what hot carl is. <laughs> or don't or don't, or don't no, I, maybe no, make
5: sure you watch a video. Yeah. Yeah. You home. don't want to read a description, you want to see the video. Make sure your boss isn't <laughs> standing behind yes. yeah.
1: you. Uh, this says not only will I'll this never forget that blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't look. laughs> not only will this liven up pillow talk, it'll also help to reinforce that sexual fire that is still burning in your relationship. I Love okay. you. All right, here's here All you, right. you go. Try All right. try, All try, right. try this one out. What makes you feel connected or disconnected to me
2: during sex?
4: I got to (laughs) go. Could
2: you imagine opening up that can of worms? What makes you feel connected to me? Not attractive in any way (laughs) and not even remotely sexually arousing. What what what,
1: what makes you feel connected to me during sex? Uh, My penis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: The fact that we're connected. the connection.
5: (laughs) What about eye contact, Preston? Oh,
2: I love looking in your eyes. As I can see it in the mirror. <laughs> I can see them in the mirror. Face the mirror, please. I can see them in the bureau mirror. <laughs> By the way, remember that, that what was that? <laughs> remember that movie with uh, De Niro the um Yeah, uh, this boy's life This boy's life. He, he can only do it from, only behind. from behind, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right,
5: so Steve, you don't have this problem because uh you only have pretend children. Yes. Uh but sometimes uh I've heard yeah. I've heard this that uh a lot of sound is made uh by the bed mm-hmm. and headboards and walls sure. and stuff like that. Sure. So do you guys ever have to go, like, sideways on the bed so that you're, you know what I'm, you know so what I'm saying? So that the bed
2: doesn't rock so and smack against the, the, my that, bed the, the wall.
1: My bed doesn't make any noise, so we don't have to, or, or my wife, so. Okay. But we we, we make our wife. own noise.
2: Uh, okay.
1: Uh, there are verbal it's, noises. That's what the
2: intercom's for. Uh, yes, <laughs> as we
1: accidentally.
6: Oh! oh, yeah.
1: No, we're, we're pretty certain that we gave it away the other day. We, we, we snuck off. You've got to sneak off. When you've got three kids in the house, You have to. You, they either have to be gone or or you've got to sneak off and, and try to do it. And it's hard to find that time that you're not interrupted by someone. And sure enough, man, so we go into my bedroom. My wife and I have separate bedrooms. We go into my bedroom, which is smaller, and the bed is closer to the door. So you're actually risking a little bit yeah. with noise. In case there's not, there's also... Yeah, just general yeah. flesh oh. smacking yeah. around. There's
8: an applause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's applause. There's a natural applause. Yeah,
1: and all of a sudden I I, I hear or I, I hear someone walking in the hallway, and sure enough, I see a shadow go by underneath the door. You know, you can see just a little bit underneath the door. No, we had the door locked. Oh, okay. And, but but immediately it was my daughter, and, and we knew it, and we stopped, and oh god, can I say this? I was almost there. <laughs> yeah. I was like no, right on the head. edge.
2: And and it's it's like it's like um, it's like God. getting back a career. Is yeah. it so it. yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, so difficult.
1: <laughs> you know when you burn a pretty
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> no, but anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the bifrost. bifrost. Yeah. Noise is definitely an issue yeah. when it comes to how did we get on this? I, is it, this uh-huh. is how do you
2: make me feel connected feel or disconnected? Connected during because sex? we said
5: eye contact, and then Steve said something about the a mirror, mirror. <laughs> you started thinking about kids.
1: It well, is. No, it it certainly
2: does not hurt to 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 uh, to you know. I think we talked about this before. Say what you like, and say what you don't like, and yeah. and and be open to hearing that. All right. So this expert says these kinds of questions
1: help people put words to what they want. And how they want to feel. What's this it, sticky stuff? It taps into your core longings. Gotcha. By asking that
2: question. All culture. right, there's legitimacy there. I don't know if that's the way you ask it, though. It's a little clinical. All right, this is
1: a little little different, a different uh, 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 direction. If where's you, that sound coming from? No, where's that sound coming from? If you were able where's to... Where's that sound coming from? If you were able to work in any other job for a year, what would it be? Hmm. Questions like this open up the conversation to what your significant other is secretly dreaming about. And it also helps you revisit a part of their past you may not have talked about in those early days. If you were able to work in any other job for a year, what would it be? So what would you guys say? Any other job?
4: I would do probably some sort of event planning, wedding planning.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. I can't think of anything I'd want to do. I guess be a musician or something, but i heard professional a
2: professional gurner. A gurner, yeah. Make, making those faces. Yeah. <laughs> you get paid for that? Yeah, of course. Of it's the it's the big secret that the next. It's like Bitcoin. It's the next big thing. Well, bitter beer face guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's the one. Absolutely, yeah. he's the one. I mean, if I had the if I had the
1: ability, I'd you know. Be like a golf pro or something like that, but I don't have that ability. Could, so, what about yes, working on a
2: golf course? Would you,
1: yeah, what about the ranger? Ranger, golf ranger, drive around all day? Yeah, no, an army ranger, you guys need to pick it up a little bit.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, just so I could play free golf, it would probably, yeah, work on yeah. a golf course. There you go, Nick. What there.
3: about you? Uh, like, honestly, if, if, if we won a lottery tomorrow and, and no, could, no, no, the, it's what would your job be for a year? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if I could quit this job, I love this job. So this is like the dream job, but, um, a travel agent, maybe something like that. A travel agent. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, and, and hopefully along with that, you get to actually travel and go to the places and talk about, them. how about, how about like a, uh, a restaurant reviewer? That'd be cool. A critic. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool.
5: Yeah, yeah. You wield a lot of power. How about a in dishwasher there? at a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, you can stick your hand oh.
1: in
6: the Barty food.
5: Already done that. Yeah, and get all you the what. pruned fingers. Our captain Dustin and uh, Ben, when we did that river trip through the Grand Canyon last year, I was yeah. You that. dug that. That's I pretty was, cool, gig. It was awesome.
2: Like a seasonal worker, mm-hmm. like that. Interesting. Crab fisherman off Alaska.
1: No. Uh, all right, here you go. Here is another question to ask your significant other for an instantly deeper bond. All right. What's stressing you out the most this week?
2: What's stressing you out the most this week?
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: I these guess some that's, questions. That's connecting with your partner um, and trying to understand them a little bit better, but it, it inherently is a stressful question. <laughs> I guess if you're the person causing the stress, yeah, it could it's be a little you. bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well,
1: do you know something? Inherently,
2: <laughs> questions are stress-generating. Right. You're, you learn that. It's questions, all you and all your questions. Questions generate stress. So, and I've learned that. That's why you know one of the pieces of advice I always impart is I never say to my wife, "Did you do this?" It's always, "Should I do this?" Dude.
4: I've tried that. You you said that before, yeah. and I've tried that, and it doesn't work because he just says, "Yes, yeah, you do it."
2: Well, that's, you have to be prepared to get that answer, <laughs> or, or just command him to do it.
4: Do you want me I, to? I scoop do
2: that the now. Litter? Yeah,
5: I do it with Steve every morning now. Yep, I go.
2: Should I make coffee? <laughs> I love you.
5: <laughs> you know what,
1: Steve? Years ago, that when uh, men are from Mars, yeah, when yeah. women are from Venus. Some of that stuff is actually very useful, and I've used some of it as well. To learn
2: not to fix things That's, and to just to just understand.
1: Yeah, and so when when you do, from a guy's perspective yeah. anyway, have a confrontation of sorts or have an issue, uh, I, I have learned to shut up, shut up, just <laughs> shut. Up, up And let her talk. Yes. And and then I, there there are these magic words that, that you will not believe until you use it yourself, which are, well, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Or how does that make you feel?
2: I, mm-hmm. I, I, I hear you. And oh my I God. Support I, I support you. I haven't tried that. To say I
1: support you. I haven't tried that.
2: And, you know, the more that you do frame it that way, the way, and honestly, the reaction you'll get is much, the, no, no, the woman... No woman's asking. Hey,
3: you fix this for me? No. Takes effort though, because sometimes you're fighting instinct. It's and hard. You, you,
2: but also, if you're a protective person, I, I love my wife dear, as, as we all do. We love, we love our our. our I love your dearly. wife, <laughs> Nick. You can't keep your hands. Up. No. The the. But uh, that's part of the deal. You you want um you want to do you want to help make things better, but you, that doesn't make things better. I, uh, well, I love you. Well, no, I'm just I'm I'm.
5: I'm literally looking at a gay man right now. Uh, he's outside of the studio. Oh, I'm literally looking oh. at a gay man, and talking. and I'm wondering when are those,
2: how often those words uttered.
5: I'm wondering how relationship, how gay relationships um, compare and contrast compared to heterosexual. My guess relationships. is exactly
2: the same what? emotionally.
5: Okay, um, but you also you're, you're dealing with the, with the same sex. Right, that's an interesting. All right, you yeah. want
2: Steve to get on the mic? He's, he's walking that. in here. Yeah.
5: Right. Come on in, Steve. Steve McLean,
1: who we've worked with this from is the day one in uh, our radio in our, our Philadelphia radio career. So would it be Men Are From Mars? Men Are From Mars? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steve. So I we just wanted <laughs> donut fries. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. You're the voice of Gay America. This poor man. Oh this poor man just wants some Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you're gonna have. What'd to, you to ask? He's him gonna is. have to give us a TED talk now. Yeah. Um.
5: <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start and how to start, but but I, I guess men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or however it goes. But when you're dealing with men are from Mars, men are from Mars. Obviously, you have everybody has the, you know, your own set and range of emotions and, and lines of thinking and everything like that, but. Are there inherent issues because you're dealing with two... Too... Do you think it's easier? Do you think... I mean, because I'm sure you talk to to men and women who are in heterosexual relationships. Do you think uh, being in a long-term gay relationship is, is easier than a long-term heterosexual relationship?
1: No, because emotions? a relationship takes work, yeah, no right? matter what it is. And before we were had been allowed to get married yeah. and we had stayed together, and people said, well, you know... How do you stay together so long? And there's really only one answer is you don't leave. Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) that's That's
3: how you stay together. You don't leave (laughs) because when you leave each other, even for a night or a weekend, you can't work anything out. Hey, were you ever in a relationship with a woman? Well, I mean, dating in high school, yeah. okay, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, and, but you, is you, there you, any comparison, or is it was that just too too, too early in your life? Too young, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, but that really
2: salient funny. advice you just gave, by the way, it, of just you you make the commitment to work through it. You right. don't you don't go running. And you stay, you stay with it, and you, you now. There's some people who say it's work, it's work. If it's that much work, it's it's wrong. Right. But there is work involved. If you're sweating every time, every time well, you see part the of,
1: person- part of the work in any relationship is like work on yourself. Yes, like uh, you're with someone else, so there's always like some level of compromise. It's not always going to be you know one way or another,
5: right? right. So. The other night, I was sitting on the couch, and my wife was sitting on the couch as well, and I was... I, I could really go for a guy. I could <laughs> go
3: for a dude right now. <laughs> um, so <he> Texas Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I was clearly... How does that make you feel?
5: I was not in the mood to have a conversation, and she was.
2: And... Uh, I, you, you know, you were what, wondering what it was, because guy, they, the word is guys traditionally have less uh, spoken Communications during the day, correct? Well,
5: may, I don't know, but I, I think that if if the roles were reversed and I was in having a conversation and, cle- and she clearly wasn't, I would get the message yeah. clear and go, okay, we're not talking right now. You're watching Handmaid's Tale and I'll just let you watch Handmaid's Tale. Now, with that said, this particular instance, I was not watching Handmaid's Tale. I was actually doing work. I had my, my laptop yeah. open. I was uh, scheduling best of shows for you know a, a vacation that's coming up in the near future. And so I was like dialed in. I was, you know, and yep. <laughs> she just kept asking questions. I'm like, what? Do You know. So would you have similar
2: is there situation a in there? The, the question is. <laughs> thank you.
6: Oh
1: man, this what is, is going? going well.
2: do, do guys exactly. just walk away and say, "Okay, I get it," because I'm a guy.
1: I, I, th- I personally, I think this conversation is silly <laughs> because a relationship is between. Two or more people. Yes. That it's a relationship. You have a working relationship. You have a love interest relationship. You have all kinds of relationships, and they don't work unless two people are compatible. And that's it. Peoples is peoples, goddammit. Wow. It. Whether you're gay, straight, whatever it happens to be. Did we learn it's nothing? A
2: compatibility.
1: Yeah, from the Muppets. From the Muppets. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Take
2: Manhattan. All right. Is that that's the one? It, it was Muppets yeah. take Muppets take Manhattan. Take Manhattan. <laughs> take Manhattan. But yeah, I, I, so I, I think know. because, listen... There's no hard and fast rule for for any relationship of any kind. And, and it, it's just... So there, there's so many nuances that... Uh, people's, is people's Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to speak for the gay community. And at the next meeting, I'll bring up if there's anything <laughs> that I
6: should... Come back with. Uh, By the
2: way, please let them know they've all earned their Dunkin' Donuts for yes, today. So <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Thank,
6: Thank you, Steve you. McClain. Thank you, Steve. One of our
2: oldest and bestest friends in the uh, in the radio biz. <laughs> when, uh, when people sees, in general. He sees a gay man in the art it, that Stevie's talking about. Mm.
1: Uh, okay, can I go back to this? I yeah, think so. All right, so nine questions to ask your partner for an instantly deeper bond, and we're going to have to z- kind of zip right through. God damn this. it. Uh, what's your biggest goal for the next 10 years?
2: You know whatever, um, <laughs> <laughs> to never have another conversation
5: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a five year ten year goal
2: yes okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I achieved it i uh, I joined chippendale's i yeah.
5: I never thought of any of the future five years, ten years until I had kids, and now I go okay my wow.
2: my origin
1: one of my original five year goals was when we started doing a morning show was to obtain the number one rating spot. And hold it for five years.
4: Wow! Real, you and had the, that goal. I
1: had that goal, and the reason being because my my line of thinking was because last thing I want to do is move around from place to place. I wanna I want to have my roots in one spot, and I want and, I, and my. Rationale when we started the show was if we could get to number one and we hold that spot for five years, no matter what happens, even if the ratings went away after that, we would still be employable because we'd be valuable to advertisers and we could still keep my roots here in Philadelphia and stay working in Philadelphia. You have
2: viability in the market, yeah. We've seen it happen time and time again, and that was that was part of the deal. Uh, yeah, we ended up doing that (laughs) threefold. We're we're, we're, we're happy about that, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're kidding me. And then we also. With that, you never take it for granted. You always, you know, you always reinvent the show and always do as much as you can to uh, to spice things up. Yep. So that's what, like uh, the comb-over challenge right. or the uh, uh, intervention. But that was you asked
1: if I had a five or ten-year plan. Yeah. That was the only one that I've ever really. Come up with. And then, of course, now we have a retirement plan and things yeah. like that, which are more practical, you know. So,
5: isn't it crazy to think that you could be a grandpa in five, five years, ten years? Uh,
1: you could already you could be a grand grandpa in one year. year. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I never thought about nah. it until this moment, but no. yes, I guess that could happen. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? What is the one thing you want to be remembered for? This is a question to ask your significant I other I like for an instantly deeper bond. That Can
3: one's me. got some, uh, some weight to it. What is the one thing you want to be remembered for? Yeah, My it's, its kind of uh, well. Besides your singing, uh, your uh, comedy probably would stick out.
2: Yeah, that. that. Well, well to, entertaining people to have been to to have been to to I uh, to me it's, it's always important to um, to have made people laugh and to have made people uh, have have a better experience. You know, and we get to do that every morning with the morning show and and just other things. And and uh, we always said this to, to Preston with the, with the show when our heads hit the pillows at night. Uh, in our sleep number bed, we don't feel um, uh, we don't feel like we've uh, you know uh, destroyed anybody's life or done yeah. anything that we regret. I don't want I want to be remembered for inventing the taco salad.
14: Ah, <laughs>
5: you invented that?
1: No, but yeah. I'd like to be remembered okay. for it
5: because right. it's good.
1: Because it's good. I yeah. have one in age. They really, a long salad. Time. They're so good. Just, Just had one. All right, and then the last question to ask your significant other. To form a deeper bond is... Are we going to do it or what? No. <laughs> are you ready for this? Go ahead. Yeah. How are you?
2: I can't. I'm gonna, <laughs> I told you it was stupid. You, you know that if if, I... if you're sitting at the table and, and Dennis you? comes in and goes, How are you? What are you going to start thinking?
4: Get the... <laughs> Get out of my face.
2: <laughs> I mean, because you're natural. Why are you asking can't this? Am I, am I putting off a vibe? Are you guilty about something? Shut up.
1: All right, so here's the the rationale behind that. This is from a a so-called expert. It says, uh, one of the deepest questions you can ask your partner when done with sincerity and intensive listening ear is, how are you? When you ask, make eye contact and don't interrupt. It's as much about the listening as asking the question. In the ultra-fast-paced world we live in today, we can lose sight of what our significant other is encountering on a personal level, be it at work, with the kids, family, or friends, while a simple question on the surface it can open up the conversation uh, really listening is the answer to the, is the key to getting. How are you? Well, I'm
6: really
2: dying for some gay sex. I'm fine. I'm fine. Wait, do that again. Yeah. How are you? Well, I'm really dying for some gay sex. I'm fine. All right. So. This is a uh, this made the world a better place.
1: Uh, a little bit of information about relationship from women's health magazine. So this is intended to be directed at late. It's
2: a, ladies. intended to provide more work for divorce attorneys. Right. <laughs> 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 That's what it's intended to do. It
1: is. Yeah, clearly. Sponsored by Cordell and Cordell. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
2: lasting. Here are ten questions that'll help help me put my kids to school.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the 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 motive, the reasoning for wanting to communicate is very valid. I think. I though. agree. There, there are inherent pitfalls in questions like this. Yep.
9: So your cash flow slow and
13: you need some dough and I'm like, fun you. Ooh. MMRs fund you too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. Hey, fund you. Hey, fund you too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR, MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins a 1000 bucks in cash. we want won Fund you mmr's fund you too five chances to win a grand weekdays at 8 a.m 11 a.m 1 p.m 4 p.m and 6 p.m all the details and contest rules at wmmr.com brought to you by a
8: subaru subarus really do cost less in sellersville
13: and by 93.3 wmmr everything that rocks
1: stanley passed away yesterday 95 years old good run yeah oh man that guy had a hell of a life.
2: Legendary accomplishments. Yeah. Even you know you talk about. Um, so his estimated worth at the time of death about fifty million dollars. There were many financial mishaps throughout his life. You know you know that the, the the franchise has made billions, mm-hmm. uh, but um, still ended up with it with a a lot. And his adoration skipped up exponentially in the past 10, 15 years because of the movies and a whole wealth of new
1: people who are now massive fans. How great would that be, near the end of your life,
5: is when you hit the height of your fame.
1: The ascension, yeah. Yeah. you know? Uh, so okay. you go
2: out on the highest oh, note
1: possible. How yeah. amazing is that? I, I didn't mean, even really consider that until now.
5: Because I kind of peaked in seventh grade, and, and that kind of sucks. It's that, over. Uh, yeah. The last 30 years of my but, life. But it's been for a him, disappointment.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and it's transcended. I know so many... It does. It runs across all uh, you know, age groups. It runs across all economic strata. It's just amazing how... Permeating the Marvel universe is honestly—it's in many ways has saved Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. These the whole superhero things or just the comic books. Yeah, that's a oh, it's it's uh, it's nonsense. You know, idiots. It's just these. Well, I never got into comic books, but
5: but I never I never thought badly about comic books or anybody who read them. I just I wasn't much of a reader, but I loved. All of the TV shows and the movies and all of that sort of stuff. I don't think that my son and I would have ever really had a problem connecting, but... Uh, our first real connection was over these movies, you know, starting with Iron Man, however many years ago. I mean, that was that was the, the big one for us. My son is a huge Stan Lee fan. In fact, uh, it was either last year or the year before for school. They do this wax museum
2: thing where yeah. everybody
5: dresses up. And, and so his he dressed up like Stan Lee. Wow. Love that
3: guy. Oh, that would, that would have rocked Stan Lee's world to know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Casey, I wasn't a comic book uh, guy growing up either, but I was a Kevin Smith fan. And um, I love Clerks and I love Mall and really my main introduction to the impact of Stan Lee was through Kevin Smith, and, and his homage to Stan Lee in Mallrats especially uh, made an impact on me. And then you guys, in particular, brought me around to the Marvel Universe. I, I did not read any of those books growing up. And Steve, your love and adoration for Iron Man in particular, <laughs> yeah. when, when those movies first started coming out, I was like, uh, more comic book stuff. And I was I was kind of on the fence about it, and now I am all in. Yeah, I, I love them uh, probably not quite as much as you guys, but I, I certainly You're love them. You're out there, and, yeah. And, uh, none of that would have been possible without this person. And to, to have an impact like that on so many people is pretty remarkable.
1: When I was a kid, uh, kid, I'd uh, collected comics, but I didn't collect Marvel comics. I'd I'd either collected like you know Archie and Richie Rich, and sure, uh, but I but I also read the, the scary ones like Show and stuff like that. But I never really got into. I would pick up a you know a Captain America every now and the Spider Man whatever, but I didn't become a collector. Um, until 1995, and I was late to the X-Men game, but I remember somebody telling me about this character, Wolverine, (laughs) and and showed me a picture. I'm like, that's a wild-looking character. He's like, oh, yeah, his bones are covered in this metal adamantium. It's the hardest substance in the universe. You could drop a building on him. It wouldn't hurt him. He can regenerate, and I'm like, he's got these knives that come out." I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then I started buying the comics, and I got caught up in the soap opera world of it, and I was, here I am, an adult man, Yeah, like, hiding the fact that I'm uh-huh. reading comic books. I was oh, a little I'm, emb- a,
2: I'm a heroin addict. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I was a little embarrassed about it. Yeah. Um, but I loved the story so much. My sister and I took a trip to Hawaii, and I remember we were in... Wakiki, and she goes out to the beach, and I'm like, "Eh, I'm gonna stay here. I'd found a comic shop, oh my god, and I went by, and I got like one one of the full story arcs, like Days of Future Past or whatever. That was a thick book. Oh, oh, it's so good. And I just sat there for hours in the hotel room in Hawaii, yeah, reading this stuff (laughs) because I was so caught up on it, and I fell in love with it. And then I was a regular at the shops. They would pull the titles for me. I used to have that. I'd come by every week, and they Big Bang Theory, straight out of it. Set the titles aside for you, and I went through that phase. I eventually got out of it. But, but the the X-Men universe is what I fell in love with, with Marvel. And then it wasn't until the movies that I was like, you know, this other stuff, the Avengers just was amazing. And they surpassed X-Men as far as the movies go. But but with the comic books themselves, I was an X-Men guy.
2: Well, if you were to look, and I kid you not, from second grade on, on my school books, which are always covered in uh, paper bags that my mother had turned into book covers yeah. because I drew all over them you would have seen on each book hundreds of pictures of Iron Man, Captain America. Th- those those were the characters that I first started drawing. And I, I would sit there and just look at Iron Man. yeah, And like, this is so cool. And that whole, the whole concept. And then they used to have the animated Marvel series and they the Mary Marvel Marching Society. I had my card. I was a member. <laughs> and, and the whole deal meant so much. Uh, and, and throughout the ages, Preston, the thing that you know, I love the DC stuff. Obviously, I love, you know, Batman's my favorite of all. But the thing that happened with uh, Stanley and what he brought to the world of comic books was, was uh, the, these were flawed characters. Uh, the, the pain that Logan has throughout his life, uh, the things that are dealt with, the real world issues that made them... You know, almost more heroic because they are dealing with regular foibles that all humans deal with, yeah. and they're still trying to carry on. You know, when you're when you're near god level. I mean, I love the iconic imagery of Superman, but when you're Superman, eh? It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. When you're, you know, when you, every time you use your, every time you're Wolverine and the blades come out and they cut through your skin. Yeah. It's not so pleasant. Not only
1: that, he he didn't know who he was. Right. He's he's like an orphan essentially and, and therefore pushes people away. And they, they have all these psychological issues. Yeah. That you didn't
5: have in your standard hero, which was, I'll, right. I'm
1: will i here to save the day. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I had, I, I gotta be honest, I don't even know if I had ever really even heard of Iron Man prior to that movie. Yeah. And Steve, it was, it was like your, uh... Your, your excitement over this whole thing that that really got to me. I mean, obviously, when when the first trailer came out, you're like, okay, this thing is is pretty badass. But um, you know, I think you're. I think
2: I might have cried when I saw that trailer. Well, yeah.
5: you have, um, and I don't know if you have it here, if it's at home, but the um, it's the sculpture of the guy making Iron Man, right? Like the the first, the very first Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, as home, he's yeah. getting out of the cave. Right, right, right. Yeah, that guy. Yeah,
1: I was the same way. I did. I knew about the character Iron Man, but I he never really captivated me but when i saw that trailer of the suit uh breaking the sound barrier (laughs) and that you
2: know that that cone that that, that, uh, that vapor cone i'm like whoa well this is gonna be awesome there's a whole and we we played the clip earlier of stanley's take on you're talking a multi-generational uh work that he's done and how how does he feel the movie's have uh, caught the flavor of what he did. I'll play it again.
0: I I just love everything that Marvel has done. They've taken the things that I created,
5: and they're making them look better than ever, and I'm getting the credit for it, and they're doing all the work. It's the greatest situation. And if I didn't like one, I wouldn't admit it, because it would
2: be bad (laughs) to do in an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Preston, and you said it a a, a few years ago, and it's still as true as ever. This is every bit like when the next... Avengers movie comes. It's going. It's a. It's the best rock show that you've ever waited for. Yeah, the it's band. The, it, the band you've been waiting for tour yeah. is finally coming to town, mm-hmm. and and you're excited about going to the show. That's how I feel about when these movies open. Marvel and the, specifically also the Russo brothers who've been and and Kevin Feige. Is that how it's, Feige? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. These guys have been honoring Stanley's work with incredible stuff, and and the the stories just keep getting better and better. All right, up until this point,
5: what is your favorite Stanley cameo uh, to date? I know the one. I have one,
1: uh, and it's it might be from Winter Soldier, or or yeah, uh, no, 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 it's from a. Uh, uh, um, uh, Captain America versus Tony Stark. God damn it. Civil War. Civil War. War. Uh, uh, Are you Tony Stank? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my favorite one. I know my kid's favorite one, though, is from... Deadpool. Uh, next on stage, chastity. <laughs> you can't buy love, but you can rent it for three minutes. I what? love, I love one that's
2: in a a, a, a substandard. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, where he's he's got headphones on in the library when the uh, Spider-Man and they're oh, yeah. having a massive fight behind him and he yep. can't see what's going on. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a substandard. He also has like you forget he has one in the, in the uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk. Well, you know, where he doesn't really even say anything. He drinks some, some tainted... He drinks the, the soda right? that uh, was tainted with the blood. Yeah. Now, the right. word is they've shot uh, an, still a couple of cameos. Yes. Just And he he was aware. Yeah. And uh, pl- there's a clip of him talking about his mortality and being afraid of death with uh, Larry King, which he was not. There we go. Are you afraid of dying? No. Not at all. Do you think you go somewhere?
8: Uh, no. The one thing I can't understand, I can't grasp my mind around.
1: I feel when you die, there's just nothing. It's like when you're asleep and you're not dreaming. But I can't imagine nothingness lasting forever. That's what I.
2: That's the thing that I
1: cannot get. Uh, here's I want to. Uh, we didn't play this clip earlier. Uh, Hugh Jackman, yes, played Wolverine obviously for
2: several films. So, think of the careers. Think yeah. of the careers that yeah. have been made yeah. because of what cropped up in Stanley's brain. Essentially
1: revived Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
2: Made him a Hollywood heavy, heavy hitter. And Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. The whole deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is a Hugh Jackman remembering Stanley.
8: I remember Stan as a true gentleman who had this glint in his eye. He's a creative genius. He thought outside the box. He created a whole universe that changed the lives of many people, mine included. If you ever want to get a real understanding of where you're at in the world, and you think oh, I'm Wolverine, I'm walking into Comic Con. This is you know this is my spot, right? This is a good day for me. And I was on a, a, a red carpet, and I was the only one on there, and no one was taking my photo because at the other end was Stan Lee and there was about 300 photographers and interviewers just all on Stan and I was just like anyway Stan God bless you you're one of the greats wow um,
1: somebody or t- people are texting in about great cameos there's one I forgot about Big Hero 6
3: yeah <laughs> oh there's a picture yeah. of him he's animated yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he has a voice we don't have the clip from Rats, do we where Jason Lee is talking to him about the, the oh, ones that wow. he's created over the years uh, the characters so. he's created because yeah. uh, sure. Jason Lee starts listing off um all of them and uh, and, and pays homage, and it's really Kevin Smith through Jason Lee, uh, paying homage to all of the characters that, um, that Stan Lee has created. Well, uh, Huffington Post has a list of a hundred. Yeah, I've franked. got that, and they, they, they
1: used a formula to determine which of Lee's creations have had the largest impact. So they, oh. I mean, take it with a grain of salt.
2: And they even say, yeah, they exactly. know this is going to unleash a wealth of... Um, of hate mail and so on and so forth. But it's it's, it's a shot at it. Yeah, so they took uh, the Marvel database,
1: It says, think Wikipedia, but for people who spend their adolescent Wednesday nights at Weasel's Comic Vault, and they downloaded data on 54,000 characters included there. That's how many characters. Some of them are one-offs, but there's a lot of characters. Uh, So anyhow, so how do you figure out what's most important to do this? We stole a trick from Google. The way Google decides the importance of a page is by looking at the number of other pages linking to it, Likewise, we counted the number of connections each character has to other characters. So, for example, if Peter Parker went on a trip to Titan with Tony Stark and it merited a mention on his character biography, then we would count that as a connection. So, so it's ex- what e-
2: exposure and, yeah, the same yeah. way, yes, something will be at the top of a Google search. They're sort of using that. So I'll just do the top 25 because there's 100 here. There's yeah. way
1: too many to go through. And to be honest, a lot of characters I've never heard of before. Likewise. Um. So, it, we're
2: not Greg Lagans. ever Yeah, all.
1: so we'll start with 25. Uh, Robert Drake, which is Bobby Drake. That's Iceman. Yes. Yep. Uh, who has more power than most people realize, which you find out in the comics. Um, wor- uh, Warren Worthington, the third. And I don't remember who that is. Is number twenty? Uh, we'll Nick, don't... you're going to have to do searches yeah. for us right. real quick. Warren War- Worthington. It's going to be somebody, and we go, Oh,
8: it's them. Oh, come, on. Please, that come, come on.
1: It's Judd Hirsch. No. Oh. It's Angel. Angel. Oh, we- oh okay. yes. he's Angel- one of the original. Oh. X-Men. He, he was, first he was Angel, gotcha. and then eventually became Archangel.
5: Uh, then you have Jennifer Walters.
1: I don't know Jennifer Walters.
5: Oh, she was on American Idol, remember? Was she? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Her, her, uh... Hudson. Her Jennifer powers? Hudson. That's oh. What you think about?
2: She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. I've always loved She-Hulk. She-Hulk. She-Hulk is hot, and She-Hulk actually possesses her, her wits. Yes. So she has... Uh, there's a blood uh, transfusion she gets from um, uh, the Hulk, from Bruce Banner, and uh, the stories have, been, have changed over the years. But she's also, she's a lawyer, and, um, you know, she wins her cases just simply by ripping the head off of the person she's up against in court. Wow, really? Well, no, but she's... Sees- oh. <laughs> well. well, I see. I'm not going to win this case if you don't... No, um, but she's very sexy. Number 22 is Otto Octavius. Okay. So that's Doc Octavius. There's, there's
1: your first uh, villain in the top 25. Yes, Oh,
2: by the way, again, there's a tormented character yeah. that you understand.
1: Yep. Uh, number 21 is T'Challa. Yes. So that's uh, Black Black Panther. Panther.
3: Uh, number twenty is Nick Fury. I would love to know the story behind Nick Fury. You're going to find he's out. He sold for Amway. Captain, oh no way! Captain Marvel's going to go into a lot more of Nick Fury's backstory, and it takes place in the nineties. Nick Fury may be a really,
1: really, really old person, like Wolverine. Yes, uh, they may have done some uh, uh, some testing on him or given him, uh, from what I understand, that he's actually older than he appears. Uh, Black not crack. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, Nineteen. Jean Grey. I'm surprised yes.
5: she's that far down Who on the list. Could
1: be the most powerful of all of these characters as far as sheer power, because when the Dark Phoenix took over, she destroyed an entire planet. So that's pretty powerful. And that really that that cut down on her party invites. Yeah, did unfortunately. Uh, number eighteen is uh, Clinton Barton.
2: Why, so uh, why, Hawk, why am I having Hawkeye. a brain fart? That Hawk sounds me. Really, oh, there we go. Okay, yep,
1: Hawkeye, whatever you want to call him, uh, and uh, and B J Honeycutt. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> from MASH. the other superhero. The other superhero from Ash. Uh then you have uh Wanda Maximoff.
2: Number 17, and number 17, 17. on a list
1: Kathy could care less about. <laughs> She's Scarlet Witch. Uh Wanda Maximoff. Uh then you have Henry Pym. Uh ah. Hank Pym who is the original Ant-Man. Yes. Uh number 15 Norman
5: Osborn.
1: Mm, who is the Green Goblin. Goblin. Yep.
6: All and, right. So wait,
5: uh and Harry's uh, uh dad Harry's dad. Okay. Defoe. Harry Osborn is... uh,
1: Does he become a goblin of some sort? He becomes... So there was Green Goblin and Hobgoblin. And I believe Harry in the movies was Hobgoblin. And then there was
2: Goblin the Nobbin. I don't know I don't
1: know the comic book lore of Spider-Man nearly as well as I do the movies. I
2: used to be much better because there's just so much to know. And, um, you know, there... uh, Honestly, we we have to pleasure ourselves sometimes. Uh, <laughs>
1: Number fourteen is uh, Henry McCoy, Hank McCoy. Yes, that's, uh, that's Beast. I always liked Beast a lot. Great character. Yeah. Did you like uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast? I did. Yeah. I really because that's how he was portrayed in the comic books. Right. Uh, very very studious. Wore these little glasses and was you know extremely intelligent and he said witty things like "Oh my stars and garters," which is yeah. regular uh, for him. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I always like that character beast. Uh, number 13 is Max Eisenhart, and that I don't know, uh, and that's pretty high up. The genius experiment? Mag- uh, oh, it's Magneto. Magneto? That's his original that's his name? name. Eisenhart? Why yeah. did I
3: never know that? Well, he's in the um, uh, the concentration camp, right? At the yeah. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait,
5: wait, is that what he calls him, though?
3: I don't know. Uh, Magneto's awesome, though.
1: Another, yet another villain who your heart goes out to.
2: So in in um, in Apocalypse, when they have his when he's tried to set his life straight, mm-hmm. he's trying. Mm-hmm. He saves a guy's life in the factory, and it ends up blowing up in his face. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do what he thinks is the right thing. Right.
1: There's this horrible you know discrimination against mutants, and he's just trying to stand up for them. But takes it to an extreme level of, let's eliminate all the human beings. Too much, yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. So is that an allegory to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Malcolm X? I I read at one Mm. point that Stanley used that debate uh, to frame Magneto versus Professor X. Wow. I don't know. It's very possible. Mm, It very well
1: might be, Nick.
3: You know, because they were,
1: yeah, you know what? That makes total sense. You know, you have the any means necessary on one side with uh, Magneto, which would be the Malcolm X, and then the Charles Xavier, let's all live together, we can learn to be... We can learn to cohabitate together. So that's a that's a great allegory. Uh, Jonathan Storm, Johnny Storm, yes. So that's um, uh, the Human Torch. Chris
2: Evans played two Marvel characters. Obviously, Captain America was better for him. Agreed. So that's number twelve. Number eleven is Charles Xavier, Professor
1: X. Uh, number ten, Scott Summers. Number
6: ten, and
2: number ten,
1: <laughs> Scott Summers. And uh, that's Cyclops. Cyclops. Uh, Number nine is Matthew Murdoch.
2: Daredevil. Daredevil, of course.
1: Boy, he's way up there,
2: man. I love love Daredevil. I've always loved Daredevil. And one of my favorite Daredevil treatments was the one Frank Miller did, who also was able to breathe life back into the Batman series. Yeah. But the, the Frank Miller Daredevil storyline is phenomenal. All right, so, Steve, I'm a little bit behind. I haven't fi- finished the second season at Jessica
5: Jones. Then right. I have to go to Luke Cage and then Daredevil. I have to go in that order, right? I can't just go and watch
2: Daredevil, right? Well, you could watch Daredevil 1, Daredevil 2, Daredevil 3. I'm all caught
5: up except for the latest three that I watched. The Defenders and Iron Fist and all that. So yeah, I should probably do
2: it. Just right. yeah there's a couple things it's not in, listen uh Daredevil's my favorite of a lot with the Punisher mm-hmm. and, and Jessica Jones. those are the three, but those are the three that have survived
1: uh here's a character Steve came around on Stephen Strange is number eight
2: i yeah. was not i was vaguely aware of of dr Strange and then in um and i love the i really did love the movie It was like a big m c Escher you know painting come to life and then in the uh in infinity war when they let him. Do what he does. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Now I get Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. I was. uh, I didn't know much about him to be honest until the movie hit. Uh, Then he had uh, number seven, Victor Von Doom. So Doctor
2: Doom, Victor Von Doom is to me is 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 more of one of the rare sort of I think one dimensional villains in, in the lot. Very vain yeah.
1: and just wants to satisfy himself.
2: Right. but uh, well, num- we all do it sometimes. <laughs> well, of course you said we need time for <laughs> yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Uh number six is uh, Benjamin Grimm. Ah. The
2: thing. Yeah. Uh so tragic character. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who turns up though there is there he does have a girlfriend in one of the fantastic and he has, I guess, throughout the lore. I don't know how that works out. No. Uh during uh Well that's that theme
1: is common in, in a lot of Stanley's stuff. The yeah. forbidden love. Yes. Uh there was there was a great story arc go in to go home and bang my rock in uh, X-Men which was um it was uh Rogue and Gambit and yeah. they were deeply in love with each other but you can't touch Rogue, you can't have physical contact. She'd kill you. They couldn't kiss anything, yeah. but they they had this love for each other. All right, then you have uh we're in the Top 5. Top 5. Number 5 uh Thor, Odin's son. Thor's awesome. Alright, so unbelievable. Thor is awesome,
2: and when he arrives
5: on the scene in Infinity
1: War at
2: the oh end, oh my god!
6: Uh, Step aside. It's awesome.
5: <laughs> All right, so on your list, it says Odin's son is one word. He's mm-hmm. he's Jewish. Okay, <laughs> but um, is his last name Odin's son? I know he's Odin's son. Yeah, it's like somebody in in, in Days
1: of Your yeah. like
2: Johnson in
5: Johnson. Exactly. Okay,
1: your your Thor dad's, Johnson. Your dad name is John <laughs> Thor
2: Johnson. <laughs> name is name Thor. Johnson Johnson Thor. Yeah, <laughs> your fries are ready. <laughs>
3: Latte, These are very good.
2: (laughs) Johnson Thor? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to fix that, buddy.
6: (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, Number four is Reed Richards. Oh. Captain Fantastic. We missed the number six. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Not Captain Fantastic. Mr.
2: Fantastic. And the Brown (laughs) Dirk. Number four. I would say this. I always liked the Fantastic Four. I was never hog wild for the Fantastic Four. Me
5: either. Cartoon-wise, I love the Fantastic Four. Uh, Movie-wise, they kind of uh, missed the mark they on did. both of them. And, the, the and worst then in the scene, reboot,
2: they dropped, they dropped the ball again.
5: Yeah. Well, I guess it was in the the rise of the Silver Surfer when I, they had the Mr. Fantastic yeah. dancing on the dance and floor. I'm
2: yeah. like, oh, God. However, that's so dorky. Lawrence Fishburne as the Silver I loved the Silver Surfer. I wish mm-hmm. they would give him a little bit more.
1: That was a great character. Yeah. God, when I was a kid, I did like Silver Surfer and lot. I him a lot. Um, uh, then you had because he had the Mercury surfboard. Mercury surfboard, yeah,
2: freaking Mercury surfboard. God, <laughs> we're in the top three. Number three, Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah, the Hulk. The Hulk, exactly. Uh, they changed the name to David when they did the TV series because yeah. they thought it sounded less effeminate. What? That was the highlight. Yeah, really is not? Yeah, Bruce
3: is not. Bruce was too much of a gay name. I
2: think that's that's what I read. Okay. Yes.
3: I wonder. It's I, not like
2: it's Percy Banner,
1: right? I wonder, you know, the the alliterative names are obviously very, very big. Yes, in uh, in comic book lore. So Bruce Banner, you stick with that. Uh, number two, Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man, and this is, <sighs> you know, the movies. I think help propel that
2: along. Well, also stop and think about it. You know, who Robert Downey Jr. Could you be any more perfect in the casting? I remember when that first movie came out and Jon Favreau directing and the whole deal. I was talking it up so much that my wife, who really could have given a rat's ass, got so excited that I we were doing the show the day it opened up, and she texted me that she she went to like a ten o'clock in the morning matinee without me and saw it.
1: Uh, there is a serious omission here, um, because I'm you know what number one is, right, Steve? Yes. Oh, um, you know what name has not been said yet, and I... I'm I'm looking
2: back. I, I I know I. I uh... Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yeah. I I don't don't... see it. But this is based on the algorithm of the searches. Then it's got to be incorrect. Hang on a second here. Because
3: Captain America is one of the absolute foundational... Well, was it not entirely a Stan Lee character? Um, Oh, yeah. Cartoonists uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby.
1: Yeah, he existed
3: before... Okay. Okay, never mind. Boom. What what, what about...
1: Number one is... Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yep. So and that's I think
2: him. I think that. Kathy, hey! welcome. Well, Kathy has joined the conversation. Um, Thank
4: you. Fanfare or something. something. Give me that's something.
1: something. <laughs> and, you know uh, you what know, that just reminded me of. Right. In Revenge of the Nerds, too, the nerds are all going through these figures and they're uh-huh. going, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll take the square root and, the, and this and blah, 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 which is two and two plus two, and the Ogre goes, four!
2: <laughs> <laughs> four! <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice man. job, Kathy. Thank you. All he right. was the one I think that uh Stanley said he most felt connected to. Yeah? Uh, Peter Parker. Okay. In in just his sort of fumbling way. Most uh,
1: successful of the of the comics I would assume um would be Spider-Man. He's been around for so long and and beloved and never got old. Yeah. Never got old. Yeah. You know. Like By Lisa's... the way, the game Steve I'm on the final battle right now yeah. of the of the game. Um I had to stop cuz I died so many times. <laughs> But I'm in the final battle. That, this is one of my favorite video games of all time. Wow. Yeah, this so hurts. I'm about Spider-Man.
2: halfway through. I, am. I, I keep stopping
1: and starting. It's fantastic. Um, so, anyhow, we got so much from the mind of this guy, so much entertainment over the years, whether it was, you know, bonding with another person, uh, you're, you know, a relative, or, 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 or making friends by talking about this stuff. Going to see these movies now have, have turned into a multi generational
2: thing. It's so awesome, and it's not it's not just a comic book guy nerd thing. It's everything. The amount of women who are into this and rabidly into this, and the yeah. uh, just everything. It's for everyone. Elon Musk tweeted out Come on. yesterday about it. he's a genius, right? He's there. Tony Stark.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but ninety five years. What an amazing legacy from Stanley. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this.
8: Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show
0: podcast. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File.
1: Uh, let's start in South Carolina. A man turned violent in a dispute over salt and vinegar potato chips. Ryan Dean Langdale had warned his 17 year old cousin not to eat his chips. Don't when eat his my chips. relative did, Langdale shot him. Shot him. Oh, shot him. Because of the chips. Uh, the cousin said that Langdale had warned him, and I quote, do not touch my chips or I'll shoot you. And what did he do? Well, he shot him. He shot him. Langdale now faces additional charges because the story he originally gave to authorities didn't add up, they said. Langdell reported the incident as an accidental shooting. The sheriff's office said Langdell told deputies his cousin had accidentally shot himself by dropping a hunting rifle while cleaning it. Aha. Uh-huh. The sheriff's office said, we knew from the beginning that something wasn't right. The more we looked into it, the more it seemed odd. So, dude shot his cousin. They did an intense session of good chip, bad chip, and that's how they got it out of him. It was over the salt and vinegar potato chips. You like those chips? They're my favorite. Yeah, I, I love them. No em. kidding. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Uh, I love them.
5: Kettle cooked or regular?
1: Uh, I'll take either, as long as it's got that salt and vinegar flavor. Uh, If you live in a big city, you likely spot some poop on the sidewalk from time to time but a new study reveals you're far more likely to see poop in san francisco than any other in place in the country i
2: love san francisco
1: ladies and gentlemen tony bennett thank you is here thank this you morning so much uh yes you're more likely to see it's in my heart you you're more likely to see poop in san,
2: deep in dookie in san francisco than you are in new york uh, or chicago seems like years ago i was at Little young man running around building poop men. That's right, like snowmen with corn cob pipes, but uh, carrots for noses and cold fries.
1: You're more likely to see poop in the city by the bay than the city that never sleeps, or and my, it smells so good. My kind of town, Chicago.
2: Thank uh, God it has a lot of wind.
1: The study was conducted by real estate listing website Reality Hop, Reality Hop, and used publicity available.
2: You want to know the reality? It's a lot of
1: poop and 311 data to find there were 21,000 complaints about feces uh, logged in San Francisco in 2017. I get it. And that is 10 times as many in New York City and 20 times more than Chicago. Is that not
2: staggering that that many people are crapping on the streets? The
1: number of poop-related complaints logged in San Francisco has risen every year since 2011, and the data... God,
2: I gotta get back there.
1: The data shows no correlation between median home value and feces sightings in general. People
2: are so free there, Preston. They just drop trow and let it power
1: out. In general, people were most likely to complain about feces sightings on Mondays than Tuesdays.
2: You know and, that big curvy road out there in San Francisco, Preston?
1: Yeah, that's uh, Lombard? Lombard. Lombard Street. Yeah.
2: I want to poop on every curve. <laughs> I almost made it once.
1: And uh they are far more relaxed about seeing the stinky stuff on the weekends, by the way. So Well weekends are the time for dookie. That's right. So lot. Beautiful city.
2: Way more poop. Bat than bathed I in human poop. Ever uh anticipated. It's unbelievable you've had I mean the amount of stories coming out of there is just ridiculous. Lots of stories. They may need to look into correcting that. Dude, when when we were in uh
1: Copenhagen in Denmark and we were taking a walking tour of the city.
2: Don't tell me it can beat San Francisco <laughs> for poop. I don't know, but I, I saw don't hear it a
1: fresh pile of human poop. Of human poop that our our tour ah, me making me homesick. Pointed out to us that it was next to a you know, a very significant historical statue. Oh my god. This dude was fresh. <laughs> still human? moist human feces. Nasty. It just defies all reason. All right, moving on. A crash Why? a crash between a log truck again with the logs. And another vehicle has police saying that one of the drivers is lucky to be alive. It happened Tuesday afternoon in Louisiana. The log truck was stopped at a red light when the second vehicle slammed into the rear. When the vehicles collided, a log went through the front windshield (sighs) and all the way to the back glass. And I mean, right through the driver's side. Dear God. And I saw the picture of it. It looked amazing. (sighs) The woman was able to move her head to avoid being hit by the log. There was also a one-year-old child in the back seat, and no one was injured in it. If you saw saw the photo, you'd be amazed. Now, somebody didn't get killed in this. Police is
2: astonishing. They're still investigating the crash. It was a very big log, by I, the way. I used to have a uh, present. It was a, it was kind of made the rounds years ago. It was a, a DVD of highway safety films. Mm-hmm. And in this film, they show the different crashes that can result from erratic driving and not paying attention to the road. Yeah. And this truck driver was transporting rebar. Oh, so he has the rebar in the back of the truck. He had to slam on the brakes, collided with something. All those bars of rebar blew through the cab, yeah. through him. Yeah. So he's got like seven rebars sticking through his chest. Oh, That's my God. Unbelievable. Terrible. Did he die? He died. Yeah. Uh,
1: two more stories. Uh, Heldsburg police are hoping to nail the thief who snatched a hammer, but not just any hammer. It's a 20-foot-long hammer. It's made from steel and wood, and the hardware theft couldn't have been easy because it weighs about 1,000 pounds. I bet when he tried to pick it up, he pooped. It's... <laughs> It's part of an art installation program and was on loan. Uh, The hammer was discovered missing last Friday from the front of the Helzberg Community Center. And they have no idea who could have gotten away with this thing. It's gigantic. It's
2: very impressive. It's really cool looking. Uh, I think, yeah, who wouldn't want that on their front lawn? And I
1: saved the best, sort of. uh, You started with the best, my friend. uh, For last. This is from Scotland. A man is fighting for his life after a dog bit off his penis and testicles. Oh, my God. Yes.
6: You are a murderer.
1: You're a hater. Uh, Okay. Emergency services raced to the scene in Haddington East, uh, Lothian. After the alarm was raised on Sunday, cops found the 22-year-old victim unconscious in a pool of blood in his apartment. Oh, my God. An old English bulldog, which was drenched in gore, was also found at the property. It is understood that the animal belonged to a friend of the man, uh, ambulance crews called uh, for police backup, and the victim was rushed to Edinburgh uh, Edinburgh Royal Infantry, uh, Infirmary for treatment. Uh, he's now thought to be in a coma, having to be removed, uh, had having to be moved to Western General Hospital. Well,
2: there's no coming back from that. I no, mean, you be- you know you've you've been mauled, you've had your your junk destroyed. He lost his penis and both of his testicles as a result of the attack. So that was he doing the old trick where you put the little cheese treat on top of your penis? I don't know. Uh, the victim hasn't been interviewed by cops, and he
1: hasn't regained consciousness since the incident. The dog is being held in a kettle while cops carry out a probe, and it's not known if the man owns the dog. A source said officers who were there are confident the injuries were caused by the dog because of the extent of the damage. they are
2: fairly confident
1: that the dog bit his schlong off. Uh, the the uh, police officer said everyone there was shocked and sickened by it, so that's... Sounds wow. Like a gory bloody oh mess. My God, that is messed up. All right. And there you go. What I got in the uh, bizarre file for you this morning. That
2: was tough.
0: Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mudders Day 2019. 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey. Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits.
3: Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool Vendors and food trucks, including Two
0: Street Sammys and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mudder's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
4: Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with
11: anybody else?
2: What's going on, Steve? Well, Heidi Klum's oldest child, 14-year-old daughter Lanai, was introduced to her biological father for the first time ever while on vacation in Italy. The well, night, praised by the singer Seal, reportedly hit it off with her genetic dad, Flavio Biatori who made her feel comfortable by using a nail gun on his cheeks. Oh, Oh my God. John Mayer's Beverly Hills home was hit hard by a thief mid-morning on Friday. The intruder got away with $200,000 worth of musical equipment, as well as a collection of finger cots Mayer wore while blasting Katy Perry. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, apparently the uh, price had to be dropped a few times on the legendary uh, Howard Hughes uh, estate in Palm Springs. Uh, apparently, the price had to be dropped a few times because the pool is reportedly still filled with his piss. Oh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track.
1: Looking at a really cool picture on uh, MMR's Instagram page of Pierre Robert yeah. and John Bon Jovi before the show started down on the event floor, uh, just hanging out and talking. Uh, there It was when uh, Pierre was doing an interview with him, and uh, it's such a cool shot. Uh, We had our 50th birthday party. Now, listen, we're celebrating all year long. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole (laughs) bunch going on, but this was...
2: One big step in that celebration,
1: yeah, and that was the uh, the the Bon Jovi concert last night and officially commemorating uh, MMR's fiftieth birthday. So I didn't get to make it, obviously, I was under the weather. But Steve, you went there, and uh, Nick, you were there uh, as well. And as Marissa, yes, yeah.
3: I came too. Yeah, and
1: our special suite that we had uh, for uh, listeners that we gave those away. So it was, I, I
2: heard it was great. Well, I showed up. Um, I was there about five forty five, and uh, you know, uh, Pierre had uh, been broadcasting as was Jackson and Sarah, and Bill Weston was down there. So everyone was. You know, making their way uh, down to the complex. And so we had, there was a little VIP party for some people, and then there was a suite. And there, the second you got there, it was just a really cool, chill vibe, and everyone was just thrilled that this was happening. Steve,
3: and did you notice the number of people waiting outside like the tailgating and like yeah, it was hot, but they but were loving it. It was a really good vibe yeah. in the parking lot and um you know it was a, a sort of a, a mid-spring uh, heat wave but people seemed to be having a good time and they were starting to line up to get in early. Yeah, it, yeah.
5: It was hot, but it wasn't impressive. I no, know, like no, it was, it was the good. the community was great. It's a nice breeze. Uh did Gary Lauer, come and find you guys. Uh, I, I, I encountered
2: Gary Lauer about six separate times. Oh, you okay, too. Really? So when I round the rounded one corner, he's pulling the bag out of the, the garbage, saying, "Welcome to the house." Yeah, did he remind you you were in his? house? I was in his house, but yes. he, he actually sent you good wishes. He was worried about you. <coughs> that uh, was but nice. the, honestly, if you blink your eyes quickly, you'll start to see a strobe effect, and Gary Lauer will appear in it because he is uh-huh. all over that place. Uh-huh. But he's he's a working man. But it was uh, the, the vibe was great. The people in the suite. I think all but one or two of them had ever been in a suite like that for an event. The the, the suite was really great. Originally, we, we were joking it was going to be you know, and uh, you're looking at Bon Jovi's taint, right? But they uh, really they, they changed the position of it, so it was a really good vantage point. And uh, you know Jackson and uh, um, Sarah went up early. They brought um, uh They did after the opening band. Or did they bring up that opening band? They did. Yeah, they, they yeah. entered the intro. Uh, the what was the name band? again? Because um, they did. A, they did a really good job. Uh, get the shot and, and get down. Get down. And down. Yeah. They get down. Thank Thank did a good job, man. They they they, yeah. they they had like sort of a a proper arena sound. And you got to imagine, this is a band that you know. I don't know what level of, of venue they were playing, but they certainly aren't playing. The Wells Fargo consistently, right, and uh, it was it was cool, and they they really brought their A game. It was a
1: lot of fun. Nice, uh, John spent some time with uh, Pierre, which was the uh, uh, picture I was uh, referencing, and we have a couple of clips. Yeah, yeah, the love to hear him. So I want to play that. This is uh, John and Pierre talking about the longevity of MMR. We
8: are uh, here on the floor. The sound check has just ended, and we are here with John Bon Jovi. Good day, sir. Good day, my brother. Tonight's uh, our fiftieth anniversary celebration for MMR. That's great. Uh, the passion of our listeners is why we're still able to be here. And much like I think a rock and roll band, I equate it to a train that left the station in nineteen sixty-eight. Some fans have been there with us the whole time. Some have gotten on and off along the way, and I. Think Think uh, you could say
0: the same about Bon Jovi, right? Sure,
15: most definitely. I mean, you know the history that we have in this town. So, from before the first record, thirty-five years ago. Uh, the history that I have in this town, we did our second album here, of course, the the, the soul, the soul foundation, all the charitable works. And so a lot of people uh, were there in the very beginning when we were playing in the nightclubs on South Street and got off along the way. And the spectrum came and went and Veterans Field came and, <laughs> went and you know, I mean, the buildings are gone And MMR are still here. And Bon Jovi are still here. Nice.
1: I love it. Uh, He did give us a shout-out from the stage. I'll play that in a moment. But this is him, uh, John, talking about uh, radio and its importance. Yeah, And the
15: inception of this band is unique (laughs) because it was a DJ. You know, you are an anomaly, my friend. (laughs) You know? I mean, in a world of computerized playlists of 12 songs with no real DJ, uh, MMR, Pierre Robert, Philadelphia is a unique situation, and so, you know, it was a DJ who made Bon Jovi happen and got the record company to sign us, uh, and so, you know, we know how important radio can and should be uh, to, to, to to the listener and to future generations of rock band. Love hearing that. I was
4: actually going to ask about uh, that comment, so I listened to the interview yesterday, and um, John was very genuine and very genuine with Pierre, but when, so when he said that it was a DJ, he was talking about Pierre?
1: No, okay, uh, right. the, a guy that that first gave him their shot was was in another market, and I read about it not too long ago because uh, I think they had him out to the. He, he uh, gave him a shout out at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Paul uh, Barsky. Okay. No, it wasn't Paul Barsky. <laughs> it was it was a guy that uh, that that John came in and I think he uh, gave him a record and he spun it okay. on the air for the but first just, time. In general,
2: yeah, and started. as you pointed out, press, you had a little anecdotal uh, story about h- handing a card over to. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, he is, uh, to, to John himself, yeah.
2: he, I had had uh,
1: Richie and um, and uh, David Bryan on my show early in the day. Bon Jovi was playing that night. I met John at the show, and I handed him a business card to just to get an autograph. It was the only thing I had, and I'm like, here, would you sign this? So he signs it, and he flips it over, and he saw that I was a music director at a radio station, and he wanted to thank me playing the record, and he says, you know, we can't do this without radio support and all this stuff. He's always been a big fan. Always
2: understood it. Always understood the process. And knows that
3: one hand washes the other. So he
1: was really, really cool about that.
3: Yeah, and and he uh, has similar remarks when he thanks uh, the radio station from the stage, which was really cool. And whether or not you like Bon Jovi or a fan, this is a a band that has uh, sold 100 million-plus records Mm -hmm. that can still sell out the Wells Fargo Center, and it's not lost on them where they came from and where their roots were, and the fact that Philly has embraced them so much over the years uh John has never forgotten that and Steve you were talking about this yesterday and I and I could not agree with you more that um he appreciates it and yes. it's a genuine appreciation yeah. and and some artists get really really big and kind of forget and there John, there, John there, is
6: not
2: there are a number of artists that should really be following his example uh listen you never want to say you're in your how can friends be in debt as they say but the truth of the matter is, is this station is owed a lot by a lot of artists that <laughs> have not return the favor or kept the relationship going
3: especially to the level of John Bon Jovi in the right. band. Yeah and and his appreciation and friendship with Pierre Robert is uh is something to oh, admire as well. It's <clears throat> great. Bruce thing um, <laughs>
1: let's uh play a clip of uh, John from uh the stage. You
15: don't know how lucky you are to have such a great rock and We're celebrating now. F- oh, yeah. You guys finally
1: won the Super Bowl. That's uh, a pretty good crowd uh, pleaser right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. He did
4: talk a little bit about regretting not going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he said so many people, you know, associate him with Philadelphia. Yeah, that yeah. He, he, afterwards, he was like, ah, maybe I should have went.
3: Well, he gave some love to Pierre specifically later on. Uh, John himself is he grew up like a Giants fan, and the, but he owned the soul uh, for a long time. And he, so he gave some love to the soul. And then I think he's buddies with Robert Kraft, the owner of the uh, the Patriots. But he was, like, yeah, you know, he, John he is. mostly is just a big football fan. So yes, yeah. I think he was, um, you know, he was just saying congratulations to Philly without being disingenuous About it. He
4: said he's been friends with him for like 30 years. Who, Robert Kraft? Yeah. Okay,
3: yeah. All right, so Chuck D'Amico has uh, come in here,
1: and
14: uh, I assume you have something to say. Well, uh, Nick uh, invited me in to talk about a, a, a
2: pre. So is this the story that we're going to? Yeah, okay, yeah. there's a story that oh, had to get yeah. had to it? get
3: clearance. Well, I didn't want to uh, throw, telling on air. I didn't want to throw our boss under the bus. Bill okay. Weston uh, was there. A lot. Steve, you mentioned that uh, most of the MMR staff are a Kevin Guns, yeah. uh, Rodney, everybody. Just a whole Jackson, bunch of people. there yeah.
2: Uh, Brett Porsche.
3: Yeah, you, me, Marissa were there yeah. as well. And um, so uh, <laughs> we are very lucky in this business to get access to stuff from. Oh my god! Time. Yeah. And there was a, a staff photo that was organized. Uh, with the band before, right before the show started, so we didn't know if this was going to happen or not, and um, and then we got there, and, and Pierre did his show from the Wells Fargo Center, and then uh, Jackson and Jackie. So um, Jackie Bam Bam came down as well, and at about eight o'clock, we all uh, went into the bowels of the Wells Fargo Center, and we, you, when you ever do these, whenever you do these types of things, yeah, there's a lot of standing around and waiting. So they had this backdrop, this curtain, and it's a black backdrop, and we're just waiting there and waiting there, and we're outside of. Uh, Bon Jovi's dressing room. And they say, okay, the band's going to come out. They're going to do a staff photo with you guys. And and typically, Chuck, when these things happen, it's 45 seconds to a minute. If if that. If that. If that.
14: It was was maybe... 10 seconds. Yeah. Right. And so they it's,
3: it's like the footage of Bigfoot walking away. Yeah. yeah. And you don't really get any one on one time with the band or get to chat with them or anything like that. But it's a neat <laughs> moment. You get a photo sure. with, a, with a rock star, with a, a rock and roll Hall of Fame band. Gets the job done. It gets the job done. Exactly. But yeah. you even
14: like you even practice.
3: Like, they oh, had sure.
14: Us, <laughs> they had us practice the photo without the band there. Oh, so, Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. You guys, you got to be yeah, tighter. Yeah. I can't get this person. I can't so When, they, do when they come out, stick your heads kind of between their heads so everybody can be seen in the shot and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. You know? Yeah. They
3: want the photo to look good. Yeah. And so they're going to do that. The plan. Plan is they're gonna they're gonna do this photo uh, right before right before like they go literally out
14: literally walking on to say walk out stand in front of us take a picture walk on stage
3: and, and start your concert did they
2: actually put shoes down on the floor so they could step into them <laughs> no no you know them exactly where
3: out? to stand yeah, yeah and and our, our buddy Brian from uh, chorus photography is a great photographer and uh, he's he's organizing everybody he's making sure that we're not wandering off and you know it's sort of like herding cats at some points and he's yeah. like guys you gotta stand here you gotta stand here so we're waiting and so Pierre's in the middle and uh, and Bill Weston Chuck is to my left. And um, and all of a sudden, we see Tico Torres, the drummer from Bon Jovi, come out of the dressing room. Short man, by the way. Yeah, very, very tiny. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah. And uh, Tico uh, immediately starts heading for the stage. And somebody's like, no, 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 we got to do a photo. So Tico comes around and comes back towards us. And then uh, John Bon Jovi comes out and uh, David Bryan. And David ended up right in front of me and gave me a hug, which was yeah. cool. He's, he's a nice guy. So, um, like I said, less than a minute, all of this stuff happens. So it's uh, me. Uh, Chuck is to my left. Pierre is to my immediate right, and then uh, immediately to Pierre's right is Bill Weston, yeah. our boss. And then right, <laughs> right in front of Bill Weston is John Bon Jovi, right? right. The, right. The, head, the headliner. Yep. Take the photo. Everybody starts moving so, forward. So,
14: but, there, but during the photo, so Brian wanted to count the three and take the photo, right? Or he's counting down from five or something. But, yeah. But John's manager, a guy named uh, Paul Corzelius, a very, very nice guy. He's counting the opposite way, <laughs> but faster. Right. (laughs) Right. so he's like three, two, one, and and Brian's like "Uh, one, two, three, four, whatever. Yeah, you know, and it's just a mess, you know, and we we don't know if what the photo looks (laughs) like. You know that
3: countdown that we have with me and Pierre, where Pierre goes one, two, three, and I go three, two, one. It was it was sort of like that, and these and their manager is trying to get the band. Done stage. and to the stage. Yeah. So get, get yeah, the stage. Okay. okay, let's
14: go, let's go, go, go. You, you know, we're yeah. done, let's go, go. Right, Uh-oh. yeah, so, so you take it. So yeah.
3: John moves forward, and as John moves forward, and if you don't know, if the listeners don't know, uh, when a guy's up on stage, he has an earpiece in and a, and a receiver in his back pocket, and that allows him to hear the monitors, hear the other the stage um, uh, oh, no. coordination and things yeah. like that.
4: Yeah. I'm so scared.
3: So, so, I don't know where it's going, but I'm Bill scared. <laughs> so yeah, This is a Bill Weston story. Yeah. So Bill... Uh, accidentally um, gets tangled up in John's cords. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The wire.
6: The wire.
3: Stays so John. Uh, and by the way, these are like, of course, as you would imagine for a rock star, like custom made. Yeah, custom for sure. John's it's ear. That's like, it's rock star. It's precision equipment. Precision Somebody, equipment. Yeah, Somebody oh, hit it the to, wire in the shirt and all yeah. that. So yeah. the earpiece comes flying out. The oh, receiver comes flying out. <laughs> now, Bill goes into panic mode yeah. because he wants to help. Yeah. And so he rushes forward and he he grabs the receiver. Oh, no. And tries to help put it back in John's back pocket. This is like this is like when oh, you know man. a woman spills
1: wine, or you spill yeah, wine you on a woman's to, chest, and yeah, you're yeah, going to start yeah, to wipe it yeah, yeah, off, yeah. and you're groping her the whole time.
3: So John's manager right. comes over and he's like, "No, we're good." And and they're like they're just trying to get on stage and start the show. So now John's. Kind of thrown because no. it like he's got his equipment in and no. now it's off no. and now he like he can't no. run out on stage like he's ready to go. So Bill's just like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," yeah. and Bill goes into apology uh, panic mode. Okay. Well, he felt terrible and I, and it, like. As he should. As he should. He (laughs) messed it all up. But it was a pure accident. But
4: how did he get tangled in the wires? He
3: must. Maybe perhaps when they were standing side by side, he pushed pushed everybody tight together. And And, and so doing caught his hand. There's 12 or so people from MMR. You know, there's all the staff, Pancake and Pierre Pierre (laughs) and everybody. And there are, I think, seven or eight members of Bon Jovi. Because uh, there's the, there's the main band and then there's an um, a, a acoustic guitar guys. and yeah. support guys and percussion. So and it, there's a lot of people in a short amount of in a tiny <laughs> amount of space densely packed. Home.
2: And it's and, and when, if you ever take a picture with Bill, Bill wants to look informal and he'll put his hand on your pants.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you're all yeah. crunched in with one another and John's equipment got crunched into Bill Weston. Oh, so what is it all hanging off? I well, mean, does I mean, it geez. looked like right. it would look at the end of the show. Yeah. when John takes it out of his ear and takes yeah. the equipment off and, and runs off stage to be done for the night. So it's so a little miffed? So the best part to
14: me was John looks back at, at Bill with a look <laughs> on his face like three seconds. That's why we don't do this stuff. You know, like, like who, who got tangled up? In my, like he had a, he had a look on his face <laughs> oh like seriously. No.
6: And, you then know, he, like,
3: <laughs> and then he goes, I'm sorry. No, John goes, who is that guy? Oh, <laughs> yes. Did he really? Yeah.
6: Yes. And oh. they
14: basically, they basically have the same haircut. Yeah, him, to,
5: to him. <laughs> the program
3: director <laughs> of the station. <laughs> Who is that guy? Trying to look that? like me. Yeah, yeah, guess. Yeah. But <gasps> Chuck, you it, may or may not remember this, but Bill, believe it or not, is actually the second program director in a row to uh, mess up John Bon Jovi. Because do you, you know the Sam Milkman piano story? No, I don't know that. There was a charity event where there was a baby grand piano, and uh, this was, I think, what the Philly sold years and years ago. So Sam was the program director for three or four years here at the radio station, and the baby grand um, had its lid open, and John <laughs> oh, was yeah. resting his hand on the side of the piano. <laughs> oh no! And Sam bumped into <laughs> oh, it. Oh no! And the lid comes crashing down like a cartoon <laughs> sound effect. <God! laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Nary, a second in advance, John pulls his hand back in time. So Sam Milkman nearly crushed John Bon Jovi's hands. All Bill did was piss him off right before the show started. Why does this guy even do anything with
2: us? (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Well, I I know. Listen, Bill is, uh, I I bet you Bill was in in hyper apology and panic mode. Oh, dear God. But it was funny for us. Yeah. Is that why when oh. when Joby went up stage, Bill was being dragged in some cords <laughs> behind him? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. So that happened.
3: All yeah. right. All right. Well, there's a, there's a story but now. If, if that was the only glitch in the night, then uh, it was it was mm-hmm. a great night. And John, to his credit, went on <laughs> to thank the radio station, to thank Pierre. You're and, not going to believe
6: what just happened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> some old man. <laughs> Didn't thank Bill Weston from the stage? <laughs> Did not, no. No. Wanna well, no. thank everyone, but there's one dickhead I'm leaving out. That guy. <laughs> that <laughs> guy. Put his picture up on the monitors. <laughs> Who is that guy?
4: <laughs> Who is oh that my guy? god, I can't <laughs> believe he <you> said that. <gasps>
2: <coughs> All righty then. So yeah, we were um, talking about spinal tap moments the other oh day, my Preston. God,
1: that's one of them right yeah. now. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, did you guys stick around for the majority of the show? I know yeah. you did, Nick. Yeah, I stayed until about uh, um, three or four songs left. Brent Porsche uh, got a copy of the set list and, and forwarded it to me. So, um, kind of a, as you would expect, a conga line of hits. It was, yeah, yeah. And and uh, he did a cool thing. In the, uh, John did in the middle of the show um, where he came out. Where's Bill West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he went to. Um, he did a sort of side stage thing with just him. So uh, for Bed of Roses, right? That's the name of yeah. that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and another ballad. Um, He was just out in the audience. Um singing to the to the crowd. So that part was cool. The whole the rest of the band stayed up on the main stage, but John came out in the into the crowd. Nice. Uh, so that was cool. And um yeah, it was a lot of Philly love, a lot of MMR love, and, and I was glad that I was there. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. So uh,
1: and, and I'm glad uh, that Pierre oh. got some uh one on one time because he not only spoke to John, but he spoke to uh, spoke to uh, David Bryan as well. Yeah. And yeah. The other guys.
3: yeah, and Phil X, who's a super nice guy. Phil X, by the way, was in Yeah, he was in Triumph for one record. For one record. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so yeah, yeah So he savvy. comes
14: walking up for the for the photo, and I said to him, I go, uh I go, Phil, man, I loved your Triumph record. Nothing. I mean, nothing. <laughs> didn't no say, he problems. didn't say anything? Barely. He you know, probably didn't hear me or this did, guy's didn't, care to, West didn't
2: care West to listen to me. Yeah. So <laughs> nothing. Did, did, did awesome. Any conversation whatsoever?
3: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> but Pierre did get to uh, introduce Bon Jovi as the band, which was cool. So he, Pierre was out on stage for three minutes or yeah, so. Yeah. And yeah. then talking about the the radio station and the history. And so that was a nice moment for him as well. So That's cool. Yeah. The yeah.
1: crowd eating that up? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great picture that Brian, our friend from Chorus Photography, took of... Uh, of Pierre on stage, red shoes, a spangly blue jacket, <laughs> of course, his arms up, and ate what looks like a sold out crowd.
3: Yeah, in yeah, yeah, the yeah. Wells
1: Fargo Center. So that's a great picture right there for Pierre. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. Right, so please. as far as birthday concerts go for the radio station, uh, you only turn 50 once. And uh, this one we, we did with pretty, um, we did with style, except for Bill.
1: Well, that's cool, man. Uh, thanks to everybody who made it out for the event. And, uh, Great time. Sorry I missed it. I was sick. Yeah, I was glad well, people
3: were able to come to the suite and have as much water as they wanted. Yes. Steve,
2: the, the the big joke was, because we were originally,
3: in the actual build,
2: you weren't here personally yesterday for this, but, you know, Kathy's reading the list of things, and the, the suite's going to have pizza and water. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, water. No, no. I, I knew it was on there. I skipped the you water did. part each time
1: I read it because it was so stupid. It was pizza and soda and water. And I'm like yeah
2: we're really we're, we're promoting I, weather, I, I, I got a little frivolous I was so inviting people up to the suite for for water you know and people that maybe weren't deserving of the water but actually what it was fully catered well, it was wonderful you're a and, giver steve I know. I mean,
3: you're very generous
5: <laughs> with the water it was but nice it was very you. funny so that was a uh, birthday celebration number what I guess two or three, right? Well,
2: we've got a biggie coming up with the barbecue.
5: Marissa?
11: Uh, Well, just one fun thing. Um, Everybody, while we were waiting for that uh, infamous photo now to be taken, um, everybody had been escorted into the green room area, and I lost everyone backstage. So uh, Chuck had looked at me while we were backstage and said, are you Facebook-living us? And I said, of course. So I hopped on the uh, WMR Facebook page and started wandering around backstage. Um, Completely lost everybody and ended up underneath the stage, like with all the equipment, and I was Facebook-living. So if you go to the WMR Facebook page, there's an entire tour. Oh, cool. Wow. Uh,
2: I want to see that.
11: That I accidentally took while looking <laughs> for the crew, so it's fun.
2: Well, the, you know, the, the, the mechanics of putting together a group photo are so annoying yeah. when you get, you know, and I, know. I think you guys, as I was, I was leaving, I was going to go and, and work the crowd a little bit. And Nick, you said there's going to be a, a group photo coming up. And I go, great. That'll be the photo that I can say I wasn't in that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I know how, how arcane these things oh, are to get going. I hate them. I, I just despise I can't
1: them. stand group photos. There Come on, some...
2: everybody. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. And then uh, somebody's always not paying attention hey, or somebody hey, doesn't want to who do Who are we waiting or...
2: on? Yeah, exactly. Who are we waiting on?
14: Can't somebody's always that. getting wrapped up in Bon Jovi's wires. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <worse.
6: laughs>
3: oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude.
6: <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. so awful. I mean, <laughs> who are you, <laughs> Steve, I'm the
3: program director? I just wish Steve, you
2: would actually seen it happen. If I had been there, I would have, I would have unloaded.
1: <laughs> all right. Anyhow, thanks to all those who made it. And yes, it's just the beginning of our celebrations. There are many other events that we're going to be doing uh, in the following or in this year to celebrate 50 years on the air here in Philadelphia.
0: The President <laughs> Steve Show <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> 933 WMMR, everything that rocks.